it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. I'm just, it is what it is, and uh, we'll, I'll edit the show, you know, for the kids when uh, we're done. I'm just recording, and we're going live, we're live, so whenever you're ready to go, we, we'll, uh, you know, I don't have a game show voice tonight, cause whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, new car! I can't even do it, I, I used to love doing it. I like it. it. Yeah, so, anyway. You've got a, uh, um, uh, oh man, it would have been funny if I remembered his name. Don Who's the host of, no Bob Walker? Nope. It was even more. Who was the host of Win Loser Draw? Win Loser Draw. Oh my God, I forgot about that guy. Peter Tamar. Not Peter Tamarkin. Tamar- Maybe. Wow. He kind of had that higher voice. Hey, everybody. A uh, new car. I just. I, <laughs> I used to. I used to do it really good. Like. Rod Roddy. At work, at work, we have a TV. We monitor like all the weather and the news and stuff. But when the boss isn't there, we put we put the game shows on at, like eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so my my, my <laughs> one of my coworkers is like, "Oh, here we, Phil, you ready?" I'm like, "What?" She goes, "She just got a new car. It's a new car." <laughs> so anyway, I, I think this is episode four hundred and sixty-eight of the term. I think this is four sixty-eight. I haven't checked. I think I checked a little while ago. I believe I'm just. I don't. If it is, if it isn't, I don't care. I'm going to go as far as my voice can go. Um, so it's uh, it's it's great to be back somewhat. I was supposed to have Jay here tonight. He never called me back, so I guess he's not showing up. So Jay the Doopster Jersey? The, the Doopster, yeah, the Doopster. <laughs> Him and his paper route. Um, <laughs> guy's got, he's like a Mexican. He's like, he has like 17 jobs. Um, but God bless him. And, uh, oh, I thought you meant he came out on – he came to the ring in a, in a wand deer. <laughs> like the Matador? <laughs> He's got the one thing there. So Matt Squire is just doing a hot tag, and I we were talking about this for like a hot minute because we want to do this. La- I think if if I'm not mistaken, we want to do this last year, right? Am I? Am I? Yes, we did. And I don't know what happened, but I, I'm sure it was probably on our end because we're, we're retarded. But um, it didn't go through, obviously. And I told Matt, I said we're definitely doing it this year. I said, but you got to do your homework because you know this is this is like a a, a thing. And every single year we do a Halloween episode, every single year this comes up. So we're going to be talking about, we'll, we'll get into it in a few minutes, but um, I have been watching, I, I've been sick as a dog, I'm stuck on the couch, like I was telling Matt in, in pre-production, and I have watched a bunch of um, old Anoki stuff, because he passed away recently, 
and I was mm-hmm. watching some old New Japan, old Japan shit. I was watching um I watched NXT this morning. It was they they do Halloween Havoc now. And they did the spin the wheel, make the deal, if you remember that, from 92. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was like, all right, it's not the same play, as, but they had a casket match last night. So, I mean, they, they try. And with the new regime, I feel like they're trying to watch, give the fans back some stuff, you know? Um, I think turn your volume down on your... Uh... My bad, I had something. No, so, okay. <laughs> okay. I just turned it off. I just, if I hear myself, I think I broke it, you know? <laughs> Either way. Um... So no, I was uh you know I watched the I watched it this morning it was fun. Let me let me tell you, man, they had a ladder match to open the. I'm not, I'm not gonna go through the whole card, but they opened the they opened the match they opened the card with a, a ladder match for the North America title, and uh, dude, it was like if Jim Cornette's watching this, he's gonna have a heart failure because it was all about the the flippity flops and the and the spots and it was like a, it was insane, uh, but these kids are really good, man. Really, really good, and I and I tell you, I this is why I don't like corn. I I, I love Jim Cornette. Half his podcast is good. The, oh, other yeah. half, the other half I can't stand because he's so down on the new product, and he doesn't yes. embrace it. And I'm like, these kids are like killing it out there, man. I mean, I can- wonder who the Jim Cornette was of his day when he was on a scaffold. You know what I mean? Blown his knees out. You mean like who? who Blown his knees who, out. Who, who, that's not. I, I guess it would be like the old man get off my, or somebody. Yeah, who was the old man get off my lawn in 1986? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. You know. I. I did watch the first episode of the territory thing on Vice. Um, those Canadian kids about. I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? The first one's all right. I don't have Vice on my. I have Vice, but I don't have a DVR gimmick anymore. So I was trying to like trying to bootleg it, but it was good. Yeah. But like even the territory days, you really couldn't do stuff in the territories, um, like that because you'd have to keep the guys there for a certain amount of time. You know? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I again, I, Jim Cornette is is our greatest asset as a fan. He's a, he's our greatest asset as, as a as a historian, as a curator. If you've seen his house, you know. And I'm like, I just he 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 just de- degrades the, the new stuff. Like it's nobody's business, man. I, I think the only one back in the day that did anything close to that would be Stampede. Yeah, Calgary. You told me Calgary's too hot. Yeah, okay. they would have ladder matches and things like that before anybody else did. And Mid South had the 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 coal miners glove match and the strap match. The strap matches, yeah, and everybody had a cage match. You know what I'm saying? Which was you know yeah. that's, that's oh, my yeah. that's my favorite gimmick in the wall games, if you will. That's the next next month, but um. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll get into the four games. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I had so much fun reading about the the, the Dungeon of Doom this week. Oh. I was like, I said, and I and I was telling who did I tell? I tell my son. I'm like, you might want to pack a lunch for this one, kid. You know? Oh, the best war games ever, in my opinion. Yeah, your opinion. <laughs> and I and I have them all on. And I think I've told you this. I have them all unedited. From VHS onto a DVD. Oh. I have every one, every every War Games. So before they put the DVD out, which I had the Blu-ray, which I have also, but nice. you know, but you you, you have to understand something. And you know, so anyway, getting back to Cornet for a second, I listen. It's a it's a four hour stretch of these. So it's like you know, it's a, it's I have a crappy commute as is, right? So I'm trying to like not not get mad at him because I love him so much. You know, if he's not and his his guy, that Brian last guy he rolls with. Oh, he, yeah. He's a New Yorker. So at least, uh, you know, 
That guy's a, it's his Conrad. Yeah, it's his Conrad. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll I'll put up with him because he's a New York guy. But he's 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 even like kind of like he's he's a line stepper too. That that kid. So like <laughs> I'm just like whatever, man. Um, I I try really hard to pick out the best stuff from the crappiest of stuff, and that's why I still do the podcast. So you know, I watch a I watch everything really, and I and I don't, I don't watch it live like I used to. I mean, I watch AEW live on the way home from work. And now I'm catching SmackDown more and more because I'm not doing the show regularly, sadly. So now I'm watching SmackDown. And Raw, I just watch on the fly, you know. But it's getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. It is It is getting better. You know. Um, And the storytelling, and well, this is this, this, tonight's episode is storytelling heavy because he, it was the genius mind of, uh, of one Kevin Sullivan. And we'll get into that in a little while, but... I I feel like they can't they 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 can do that if they wanted to not as hokey as that but they 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 can't get into that mode I feel like they won't because the fans are too hip to it now and oh, yeah. you know it's like they they were still trying to protect kayfabe and and it was like you know guys still left the same entrances together and exits together <laughs> you know like you know who didn't mm-hmm. drink in the bars together and who didn't roll who didn't go in the gym and work out together. And I'm like, they they don't do that no more. It's like they don't give a shit. And I'm like, all right, well, you know what? And and then, well, you know, if we, I heard one kid say in one of the uh, one of these video podcasts on YouTube, well, if you know, if we do that, then you know, you you you're discrediting the fans. And I'm like, how are you how are you discrediting the fan when you're watching a fake res- watching a fake fight? You know, what you're looking at is is the same thing as if you if your girlfriend drags you to a ballet, right? <laughs> Seriously, but he, Phil, he, a good magician never lets his secrets out. I understand that, but so <laughs> if I go to see Swan Lake, right, and it's the same chick who did it on Wednesday and Saturday and Tuesday, and it's not the same chick on Monday, Thursday, and Friday, it's the same act. You're getting the same finish. It's just a different person doing the act. It's um, a different Swan. Yeah, it's a different Swan. That that one. Remember that? You ever seen that movie? <laughs> the other sister. I'm not look at her, she's a duck. I'm not a duck. I'm a dwan. I feel so delicate. Oh my gosh. That's she played a great special person, man, Juliet Lewis. Um All I'm, right. She did. Hot take. Her or Rosie when she was the girl riding the bus. Oh no. No hard. I got a new toilet seat. I got it a new was toilet sliding. Yay! Cheese makes me poop. No. Um it definitely her. I definitely her. That movie was great. Rosie man. or Juliet? No, no, Juliet Lewis. All right. Julia, yeah, she's. I'm not looking at Tom Skerritt, the, the proud father. Look at her, my little duck. I'm not a duck. I'm a twan. Tom Skerritt. Here's your Tom Skerritt drop if you're playing uh, Turnbuckle Bingo. We haven't played Turnbuckle Bingo in a long time, Maddie. <laughs> we got to get back into that, man, because we say some obnoxious stuff and, and just off the wall stuff and stuff that you won't hear anywhere else. Oh, that's right. That's right. We are the standard. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. And if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you. So. Anyway, but yeah, I'm in just Arizona. yeah in Arizona, <laughs> 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 where, it, where it never rains. Shout out to Dan Lopez. Um, the I don't know. I'm 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 very pes. I'm not, I'm very uh, optimistic about wrestling. I'm pessimistic about everything else. So I don't care yes. what, what anybody else says about what's going on. I think it's fun. Um, I only I have a, I, I mean I have gripes like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I wish they would they would actually put Ring of Honor back on TV and not have pay per views every uh, every six months now, you know, and because they, they have the talent, you know. So now, are you annoyed? And I and I saw somebody bring this up. And hey, Shane was it, listening. Hey, Shane, thank you. Hey, 
Um, I know AEW bought, they kind of acquired ROH. Get it, boy. Is it necessary to have 20, almost as many members as the Dungeon of the Doom as they do have titles now? No, I mean. Do you like that or is it a little excessive? They didn't add any titles. They just sure they did. They've got an ROH and then the trios titles and all. Oh, you mean AEW, not Ring of Honor? You mean that's what I mean. AEW. Oh, AEW incorporated. Oh, oh, you you put and it keeps all their titles. Yes, and then it's like yes, everyone has a belt. No, it just it's excessive. Um, I thought you meant the Ring of Honor added more titles. They didn't add any. They just added. No, 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 no. AEW just added all of Ring of Honor's titles to their to their roster. Exactly. And they already had a lot of titles, and then they added more. And it's just like, all right, well, here's the. uh, the PBS uh, trios intergender title, and it's like really, really easy with the yeah. titles here. Yeah, no bueno. It was uh, they got a they got a, a North, not a North American, it's like an All American or something title. Pac has Native it. American. Pac has it, and then he lost to Orange Cassidy, who Jim Cornette calls pockets, which is fantastic. Um. But I, uh, I just I can't that I can't keep up with you know it's, but I wish I, I wish uh, Dixie Khan would actually get them a TV contract and get them going you know, because um the Ring of Honor is good it's good it was good before it ended you know and now they have all the players they had Samoa Joe back you could put Danielson back there if you wanted to, they brought the Kingdom in, they got they could bring the Briscoes back you know and yeah unless... do you think even if he had the resources, three wrestling programs on TV. I don't think it's sustainable. If it's different from AEW, yeah, why not? You know, if you're not, if you, if you can, if, if it's totally if it's totally not AEW, and you, but how many? I mean, they're pretty. You could take thirty between AEW and WWE. How much more different can it be? You could take thirty percent of their roster and bring it to Ring of Honor, and you can put on a oh, great like, two hour yeah. show. That's my point. Oh. I mean, and you know, you can they they tape all these shows for like um. For YouTube and stuff like that too, like do a fucking Ring of Honor show. Like I, you know, I, why don't you do Dynamite as Ring of Honor? Right. You know, I'm, or not Dynamite. Um, no, I know what you meant. Rampage. Rampage. No, no, I know what yeah. you meant. I know what you meant. You know. Yeah. I know what you meant. I just, I don't know, man. I just they uh they they do they they're doing another pay per view Ring of Honor. They're doing Final Battle, and I'm like, how you do a Final Battle? You never beginning battle this year, you know. Final battle first fi- before you have a final. Well, final battles every year. That was like a that was a that was a calling card of Takeover Club. We'd go every year to the Hammerstein, and you know that was to let us know, hey, wrestling's over. Everybody's going on Christmas break. You know, okay, but they didn't have anything this year. Like, no, AEW's just using the name. Yeah, Dixie better get his fucking act together, man. He better get his act together, Dixie Con, Dixie Con. You know, but um, yeah, I even watch a little bit of Impact. You know, um. I did. What's a Gresham's wife, Jordan Grace? I used to like her, mm-hmm. and then she got skinny and bulky, like uh, like she's like a fitness, it's <laughs> like a fitness model now. I'm like, nah, you need to put she that. Lost all of her appealness. Yeah, I'm like, you. I mean, obviously she's better shape. I mean, healthier, but she was cute with a little junk in the trunk there, you know. So was the new replacement Nikki Lyons for you? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I was Sweet cream on an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> I I listen. The, the finishing move is terrible. If if you finish it, if you finish my evening with that, I'm 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 not mad. But if you finish a match with that, it's pretty horrible. 
with the pen. Oh, uh, you mean like, she's going for the tag titles? I don't care whatever. I don't care what they whatever strap they put on her. I want to. I just want to strap her to my room. You know, <laughs> lock her in there. The dirty old man that I am. You know, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I've been watching a, a lot of wrestling. I did watch Catch Up with New Japan. Uh, with oh, the, yes. Well, I, I think since we've been, since you guys have been off, you know who's not on Impact? Who's that? Uh, the Good Brothers. Yeah, it, that that was funny. Their contract lapses. They go to New Japan for like two months. Anderson wins the never open singles title from Tanahashi. I believe he beat Tanahashi for it. And then shows up on Raw last week. <laughs> and he's still never open weight champion, by the way. Yeah. Straight up pulled a, a Luger. Pull, pulled a what's <laughs> pulled a nah, yeah, Luger and what's his face? The the dude from ECW, um Oh, the big doofus looking the, the the fat chick thriller. What the hell is his name? Um Oh, um uh Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome, yeah. Yeah. The the yeah, the gladiator. But yeah, that he did that. He showed up on he showed up to WCW with the ECW title. Mm-hmm. And Vince like, No, no, I'm sending Taz over there to a house show to beat you up. Thank you. <laughs> we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna shame on you. Don't be doing that. But that's I mean, that's good for them. That works for AJ. It kind of fits in the storyline, so it was like perfect timing. Yeah, no. Because you know now they're going to have a match, them versus the new Dungeon of Doom. Right. In the, uh, <laughs> yeah, how bad is Dominic Mysterio, bro? Oh. Like, I, he's bad. You know what? It's going to be great for podcasts 15 years from now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. It's like. um, The glacier of our generation. He's got a terrible mullet. Oh. He's he just doesn't look right. He isn't he's awkward. And I'm not saying he's very awkward. He's not terrible in the ring per se, but I think he's still green where he's not supposed to he's not supposed to be in the spot that he's in. And I think he's just getting that because of his dad. You know, and and, and Which one? Eddie or Ray? Eddie, of course Eddie. Eddie oh, the okay. dead one. The dead one. I'm not giving Randy credit for this. Not not for just for the sake of the podcast, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> so <laughs> No, no. So I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching him in the last pay per view, and I'm like, this is just terrible. Yeah. You know. This How did is... you like that pay per view? I enjoyed it. Extreme it was rules. Good. Yeah. I wasn't like upset. No, not at all. And it, it, it was well booked, and it, you know, the Bray Wyatt thing was a little off, mm-hmm. but, but listen, if you're gonna do it, do it then. You know, I still don't understand why they're doing. They, they have Logan Paul going for the title in, in, in. Uh, in the Middle East in two weeks, I, that that bothers me. You know, I understand the kids working, whatever, but like you give him a fucking title. He guys had two matches. He gets a title match against Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I, they, I don't know. They probably think it's you know Ryan Reynolds or something back there. They yeah, but, I mean yeah, because they they were still asking for Goldberg and Undertaker last year. You know, it's like they still think it's 1996. The the Arabs don't have t- cable apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still getting shipments where they're opening up the new, you know, foreigner CDs. Don't knock foreigner, bro. With all the uh, with all the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champ shirts that got shipped yeah. over there. The re-recorded foreigner when they had to re-record the songs because Lou, Graham, <laughs> yeah. cause Lou Graham's not in the band anymore. So yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, but now they got that Filipino guy. So that's Jer- that's good. Journey. That's Journey. Oh, that's right. That's Journey. My bad. Yeah, no. The, the guy who sings in Farna actually sounds almost like Lou Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, we saw him a couple of years ago over here in in, in City Field. But yeah, but I I don't know, man. I enjoyed the pay per view. I liked it was well booked. It was fun. It reminded me of a late nineties, ninety nine, two thousand pay per view like that. That kind of feel to it. And uh, whenever getting the f out, you know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun, man. I I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. So, either way, what else is what else is what else has been going on? What what are you what have you been up to in terms of? Uh, are you watching any wrestling? You said you didn't watch a lot of wrestling. You said right, you haven't been doing any... bits and pieces. Yeah, here and there, I try to stay afloat. I watched the pay per view. I watched a couple of Raws. Dipped into AEW a little bit. I mean, mainly I've been just been watching all old stuff. <laughs> That's where my heart is. So as, it's like, as you should. It's so much. Yeah, it's just it's so much fun. That's why we're friends. I'm just like, oh, oh. I mean, yeah, it's just with its silliness and dumbness and. If we record Mongo and a stupid dog and stupid I dog. love it each way. <laughs> if I recorded the first two conversations we had on the phone about about this about this throwback tonight, I oh, we, that been, that could have been that, that could have been the podcast itself. <laughs> because every time we said something, we thought it was about something else. And oh, we, right, and it kept it, it, it kept changed from this to this to this. It kept snow. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to. Do my due diligence. Uh, we're not gonna probably. I might break this up into two parts in, in terms of the you know I could take a break, but I'm not gonna take a break live um, because I'm I'm really under the weather and I'm trying to I'm just gonna knock this out. And then uh, I'll put a commercial break in it when I edit the show, and this way you guys can uh, pretend like it's a real show, like, <laughs> like you like you have been for the last ten years. Um, but if you're listening live, you get to hear it. Rawr. Yeah, Shaylin checked in. So hi, Shaylin. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who listening. I know it's a Sunday night, but you know, the only time I can get it done. Matt's super busy. He's got a big family now. He's got the whole you got the church band thing going. Um, right. There's a whole bunch of shit going on over there, up in uh, yeah, North, Northern Cali. From work to shirts to football to Sacramento Kings basketball just started. Sorry. <sighs> Uh, maybe not that, but <laughs> they actually look good though. They, I mean, they lost to Portland, but they they look they look good though. Anyway, guys, I tell you what, Christian McCaffrey though going to the Forty ers Uh oh, they won big today. They yeah. pummeled uh, who did who did they play today? They pummeled Kansas somebody. City. Yeah, they pummeled somebody today. And McCaffrey's wearing my my hockey number two twenty three. Really? So nice. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all right. It is what it is. It's not the first time we had dogs barking. We had oh, kids. Oh, no, 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 no. Niners lost today. My bad. Did they lose today? I didn't get to watch oh, this they, again. They, yeah, they, they, they might have the gotten pummeled. 44 to 23. They might have gotten pummeled. Maybe that's what I meant to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't watch any football today. Vikings were off. The Giants won, which is cool. And I came back, like, I came home from one of those errands with uh, with Steph, and I fell asleep on the couch. So I didn't get to watch any My precious games. team is down and out at 3-3, three and three, though. Holy crap. What team are you? You're a, oh, I'm a Tom Brady guy. Oh, you're a, you're a, you're a, and you're it's a, not looking good this year. You're a Buc- at all. Were you always a Bucks fan though? No, I'm a Tom Brady guy. Oh, so you were like whoever Tom Brady. So you were a Patriots fan then? Correct. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is brutal. I mean, he they're getting cream. He had a streak. Uh, it ended last week. Of yeah, of those all the rookie quarterbacks he beat. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Not this week. I don't think he's been three and three for like since college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. It's pretty bad, but what do you do? Can't be on top forever. Uh, was that Brady's first game? 
<laughs> I was. I was. Were you? Yeah. It was when he he replaced um Drew Bledsoe. It was two weeks after nine eleven. That's right, Drew Bledsoe. I was two weeks after nine eleven. Last time I saw my dad alive, actually. Uh, we went to a Patriots Jets wow. game. Yeah, my my uncle uh up at the, my uncle at the time, Uncle Mario, one of his best friends played in pro ball in like the seventies and eighties, Fred Smurlis, big Greek dude from Massachusetts. Uh he played center, I think, or nose tackle. I think he played both. He played for the he played for the Raiders, he played for the and Patriots, he played for the why is Hammer calling me? I I can't take this now. But um Hammer <laughs> time. Yeah. And anyway, he's, he was like the Mike and the Mad Dog of 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 sports talk up there at times. You guys, these tickets, we go. And uh, yeah, the Jets were it was they were playing the Jets. It was ninety five degrees outside still. Bledsoe gets his lung punctured, <laughs> legitimately gets his lung punctured by the Jets defense. Brady comes in, tries to clean up. They lose thirteen to ten. Um, but I was at Brady's first game. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was always I always liked Tom Brady and. And, uh, but I absolutely fell in love with the first year I ever played fantasy football. I get to draft Tom Brady and their new acquisition, Randy Moss, on my team. That's it, baby. That's baby. I, all I had to do was play those two, and I won outright. And ever since then, I was like, oh, I just followed him. But yeah, I think they threw like 50 touchdowns between the two, you know, between the two of them that year. I love Randy It was Moss. ridiculous. He was awesome. Him, Chris Carter. Dante Culpepper. What a, the Vikings are great teams, man. But we're not going to talk about the 1998 championship game, though. But that's no, we're going to be talking about 1995. Yeah, buddy. Oh, look at that segue. Like a pro. All right. So, like I said, this is Matt's baby. Um, basically, Matt's going to narrate uh, what's going down tonight. And I will chime in from time to time with all the bullshit, and uh, we have a couple clips to play for you guys. If, if I think they come out on the on the gimmicks, couple. we have several, <laughs> several, several, and the audio quality isn't that great. But listen, this is what it is. You don't like it? Go listen to something else. All right. That's right. Go listen find to, somebody else that's going to do something this good. Go listen to shitty Chris Collinsworth call a, a Sunday night game with the the Dolphins and the Steelers. Yep. All right. As we, as we drink our Pepsi. Pepsi Zero. Pepsi Zero Cherry. Oh, cherry flavored. Cherry flavored. So, all right, Maddie, how do you want to do this? What do you want? All yeah. right. So, I, I think how we should start this out okay. is when I say Dungeon of Doom, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Yep. Kevin Sullivan. So, what? what is – so, Kevin Sullivan from Florida, right? Oh no, he's actually a Massachusetts guy. He's, he has a, but he mainly did, oh, he, I mean, did he wrestling, wrestling from Florida. I'm sorry, I mean, yeah, he no, I'm pri- primarily yeah. yeah, he wrestled in, in Florida, Florida championship. Wrestling. Yeah, in Florida, that was like his purple haze, purple all haze. of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you probably know more about that time period than I do. Yeah, but a pretty sadistic guy back in the day. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan was uh, innovative. In terms of his uh, character based, because at the time there was uh, wrestling was character based, and if you stayed in territory long enough, you got basically a creative control. If you were a good wrestler in the ring and or you could talk, you had you had that. It was almost like a, a freebie. Yeah. Hey, I like, want to be a clown. Like I want. Like yeah, I want to be a clown. Okay, Matt Borg, go ahead. You know, 
Like, <laughs> seriously, yeah. It, you know, if you can, if you can kick ass in the ring, you can be, yeah. Dusty did. Dusty did. Everybody thought that was a rib with the polka dots. That was Dusty. Like, I just want to dance, baby. I want. I want to become a man. And that was. That's how it was. With Kevin, he could get it over. With Kevin Sullivan, he used it to get other guys over. Yes. A Buddha Dean and um, the the Purple Haze, Mark Lewin, and Nancy Nancy's his wife, his girlfriend at the time, you know, woman. You know, we knew her as woman, and then Nancy Benoit, rest in peace. But there was so many elements to it, and Kevin Sullivan was. I mean, the Grams were booking Florida. It was a hot territory. You know, you had a uh, pack thong, if you will. You had Dusty Rhodes. You had the Grams. You had. Holly Race was there for a minute. You had a bunch of ca- bunch of cats there, but anybody and everybody went through that territory, from the mid seventies to all the way up to almost ni- the nineties. Um, so if you were a name in the territory days, Barry Windham got a start in uh, in Florida. Lex Luger famously got a start in Florida. Walked yes. out of, walked out of a cage match against Bruiser Brody. You know, um, a lot of guys went through that territory, and it. It made a lasting impression. If you if you do your homework and you go back and listen to Kevin Sullivan on on um on shoot interviews, he romantically and I and I use that term very 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 uh not loosely. It, it's romantically talks about Florida Championship Wrestling and how it was the the basis of to character building. From from that point on, you could you know these 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 territories were doing everything. They had clowns. Then they went to clowns and matadors, <laughs> and 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 they had chiefs and Indians and and <laughs> firemen and like Samoans and like it was like it's this constant, constant. They had flam- more flamboyancy with guys. It was just that kind of party. So Kevin Sullivan, um, now. Re- now refresh me. He wasn't the booker initially when this when the stable started. Correct. No. No, okay. it was Flair. Flair was booked. When this started, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then soon after, Kevin Sullivan takes over. So Flair still has the book. He drops the book because, and Flair faction, faction, he doesn't want a job to Macho, which he, I, which I, I don't know how true that is because he ends up jobbing to Macho like two times Who, in 96 yeah. and 95. Who, Flair? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Flair won, then Macho won, then they went back and forth. So I don't know. But Flair had the book, and then he dropped it. So so 96, is it 96 Hogan comes in? 94 Hogan came in. Four. Wow. My bad. June of, Four. Ni- June of 94. That's right. I'm I remember, at the wrong I remember that because I remember so it was Hogan June. So Hogan comes in, and yeah. by 95, towards the end, it's wearing thin already. Well, he's, a, he's only in the company... Eleven months at this point, when when the, when the, when the, when it starts, he came in in June. And if you of go back and you and you watch unedited, there's a lot of booze for Hogan. Yeah, a lot of booze. Like people are just like, we've already seen this, and we don't want to see it anymore. I mean, a lot of booze, and so and Kevin took, Sullivan comes along. It took him twenty years to admit that too. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Hogan. So yeah. Kevin Sullivan comes along. And this whole Dungeon of Doom thing started with one man. And it ain't Kevin Sullivan. You know who it started with? The father. Nope. No. Before that. 
Okay. If you go back and you search all of this out, all of this started because of Dave Sullivan. Evad, May of '95, right? Evad was a Hulkamark. That and that yes pissed Kevin Sullivan off that he liked Hulk Hogan more than him. Right, and he wore Hogan's colors too. And he wore Hogan's colors. Yep. And that is what started the Dungeon of Doom was Evad. You believe that? It's crazy. So in '95, at um, Slampery, Kevin Sullivan, yes, defeats a man with no name. The man with no name, <laughs> which is one of I think of eighteen of Les Ges- Les. Oh, Ed can't Leslie. even get his name out. Ed Leslie's gimmicks. Yes. So no. he wrestles as the man with no name. Has amnesia. Don't know how he got paid. Does his check just say cash on it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so he beats him at Slamboree 95. Then he becomes this. So he beats Ed, uh, Ed Leslie. Ed Leslie goes away. This masked assailant has been attacking Hulk Hogan relentlessly. Nancy Kerrigan with the, with the, uh, with the pipe to the knee. And all of this other stuff. Why? And why? 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 Uh, and then uh, even uh, Ed Leslie unmasked a masked assailant or, or, or attacked one to throw the old switcheroo around Hogan. So nobody knows what this man is. And it's finally unmasked that Ed Leslie, the butcher, because he butchered a friendship has been attacking Hulk Hogan relentlessly I thought it was to get on, over I, him. I thought it was on Anderson when I first saw it. Um, Everybody thought it was on Anderson. Going yeah. back to the old... Uh, who wore that outfit? Black was Scorpion. Was it the Scorpion? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. thought... I, from what I heard, I, I they said they were... They, they, on Anderson did wear that mask and attacked Hogan. And then it was revealed as, 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 as Beefcake, but... Uh, it was at first. It was on Anderson under that mask, but they didn't use on Anderson when they unmasked him. That's what I. Yes. That's how. That's how. I, that's what I heard. So I don't know. So brother Brudai, brother Brudai becomes the becomes the butcher, and so clip number one sets up why the butcher did what he did, and all of this dungeon of doom. This is this is the culmination. This is where it all starts. It starts with Ebad. And then it starts with the butcher. So this is 1029, 1994. Oof. 94. Okay. We'll take you to Mean Gene. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that exciting footage, of course, from this past Sunday night in the Motor City at Halloween Havoc. I repeat, Hulk Hogan, still the WCW heavyweight champion of the world. Sadly. On the heels of that, I want to introduce the trio that's going to be facing Hogan Sting. And Dave Sullivan, please welcome to center stage none other than Kevin Sullivan, the big 500-pound avalanche, and a man that absolutely carved up Hulk Hogan, a man they call the Butcher. Gentlemen of the Clash of the Champions, November the 16th, you're going to be facing Hogan Sting and Dave Sullivan, but I've got to ask you, a man that you've known since the two of you 
where small children, how in God's name could you betray Hulk Hogan? What do you mean betray Hulk Hogan? What do you know about my life? Do you know why Hulk Hogan is where he is today? It's because of me, because I was the one who got his lazy carcass up and made him go to the gym. It's because I drove him to the towns while he slept in the back seat. It was because I went down and got him some food. I was always carrying his bags. I was always hailing the cabs. I was always sleeping on the floor. What do you know about my life? Wait a minute, I've followed your career and Hulk Hogan's for many a year. I know a lot about the two of you. I, I just can't believe you could turn your back on somebody just like that. Well, it hasn't been just like that. I've been waiting for a long time for this opportunity. Now, I'm finally stepping up for myself. I'm not stepping up for Hulk Hogan. It's for me this time. And you know I know his deepest, darkest fears, and they're standing right here with me now. Yeah, I've known this man for a long time, too, Avalanche. Hulk Hogan, the faces of fear are here. And you people can yell for Hogan, but as long as the Avalanche is out here, he won't show his face. That clashes of champions. Hogan, Stern, and Brother Dave are going bye-bye. Kevin, uh, your last moment thoughts the here. The lines are clearly drawn. This now is my family. You see, Hogan, you took blood from me, and you're going to repay in blood, sweat, and tears because you neglected this man, and that's the bottom line. I believe this man has got some kind of a complex like he's been playing second fiddle. He certainly has his whole life. Another classic champion. He'll be first. These three men are going to be facing Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Dave Sullivan of the Clash live here on TBS Wednesday, November the 16th. We're right back with more Saturday night. Oh boy! <laughs> How uh, true was everything that Leslie said in that promo? Oh, 100%. Um, let's talk about Avalanche for a second. Big John Tenta. Oh. John Tenta, rest yes. in peace. Um, so the Avalanche gimmick was put to bed shortly after this um, because they Vince didn't like because he was in you know uh, John Tenta's last run in WWF was the Natural Disasters was him in an earthquake yep. and typhoon. So apparently Vince didn't want any, any other uh, Natural Disasters being used. <laughs> How can you trademark a disaster? I don't know. I guess it's like Dairy Queen, uh, you know, doing the blizzard, right? Blizzard, I guess. I, guess. I, you know what? That makes you. What other names did you think they had? Like ah, hurricane or tsunami? Please. Avalanche. How many people die in avalanches? Like earthquake. All right. Yeah. Well, that was like when Qu that around this time. Around this time, Quebec, the the Quebec Nordiques hockey team, moved to Colorado, and when the when the name came out, I was like the Avalanche. I'm like, really? Maybe. But then they they started showing like the, the like the big Sasquatch foot logo and like the A with the with the swoosh the the, the demented Nike swoosh with the puck in it and I'm like, all right, it could work in a hockey team, but it can't work with. John. I mean, you can call John Tent anything you want. He's still 500 pounds and you know beat you up. But anyway. I have to I have to steal it because I I watch that you know that OSW the guys that do that the video podcast old school wrestling. Do you know they're. Yeah. They, they, 
You know their nickname for him? Oh, yeah. What was it again? Mudslide. Mudslide. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Those guys kill He's it. He's mudslide. Oh, I heard that. I was crying. Mudslide. How opposing is that? <sighs> so we got the three faces of fear now. This this pre-Dungeon of Doom. The lines are drawn, are, Hogan. Lines are drawn. And this culminates at probably the greatest main event at Starcade 94. Hogan versus the Butcher at Starcade. Yep. Their WrestleMania. A god awful match. Now the Butcher is known for what's his devastating that that put Hogan out weeks before his sleeper. Yes. This is devastating, debilitating once it's on. He had Hogan in a sleeper on Starcade for six seven minutes. It seemed. <laughs> And this is the guy's move that he's perfected, and he can't put Hogan out. Listen, so Starcade ends. It's not the Weaver Hogan Lock. Ends. You know, what's that? It's not the Weaver Lock. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. So Starcade ends, and then they have a, and then uh, so to to beef up the stable a little bit more, uh, the three faces of fear befriend Big Van Vader, or well, not sorry, I'm jumping the gun. Not Big Van Vader, just Vader. Yeah, he, and he was so Big Hogan Vader, attacked yeah. him, or, or I mean, he attacked Hogan, put him down a couple of times, um, but it was slowly the three faces of fear were, were were fizzling out. Right. Yeah, Big Van Vader came in in 1990, made his um, North American debut at the Great American Bash as he destroyed Tom Zink and rightfully so, and uh, he he Big Van Vader was a basically. That was his gimmick in Japan. He tried to get away from it in the States, you know. But it was hard to use just Vader because there's already like a, you know, I don't know if anybody ever seen that movie Star Wars. You know, it's, it, and I, <laughs> I don't even know how he got away with using Big Van Vader, but he did. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, now he's just Vader now. Like always Big Van Vader. He, he brought the, he just brought it back. It doesn't matter. He goes back and forth with it. I mean, if anybody did it correct, I mean, they dropped the ball with it. It was WWF. Yeah. Where it was not Big Van, but it was Vader time. You know, it was just... Vader time. It was Vader time, you yeah. know, from the Rocky Mountain, you know. Yeah. With that. I, I forgot, what was Jim Ross's nickname for him? Oh, the Mastodon. The Mastodon, yeah. Now, oh, that's right, because he wore the Mastodon mask, right? Right. Yeah, okay. So... The three faces of fear quickly fade out, but but not not Kevin Sullivan and not his hatred for Hulk Hogan. So, in the best vignettes ever, which I could not find anywhere online, I've only seen clips of it. You see Sullivan running through the jungles or through a forest. And he's searching high and low to find the cave of the elusive parts unknown. Yeah, it's basically the, he, yeah, it's the, it's the basement of Universal Studios, but again. <laughs> it was a park. It was a, Universal a park, Studios. It was a parking lot. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
where he found a mysterious figure covered in dust and cobwebs. Yes. And Sullivan throws himself down in front of none other than the master who proceeds to tell tell Kevin Sullivan from now on he will be called the Taskmaster. Yes. And he will be the Taskmaster of probably as we go through this now one of the most important stables in wrestling history and i'm not being facetious when i say this he's not as we break this down he's not folks you break this down the dungeon of doom is one of the major linchpins in wcw success oh boy I'm waiting for all the guffaws and the the jaws to to get picked back up. Shining Wizard, so, Shining Wizard Tony checking in. Phil wants, hey, what's up, Tony? Phil wants some terrible things to Nikita Lions. We know. The handsome Dan <laughs> Lopez checking in. Hello, Dan. What's up? I'm sorry, guy Matt. So, Kevin Sullivan is is tasked to put this team to end Hulkamania. Now there are a million other vignettes that go along with this. But I think I there's there's a main core, and then <laughs> then you go down the group. How I think there's twenty one or twenty two. I counted members. sixteen members, five non members. So I got twenty one or twenty one. What's a, what do you consider a non member? Uh, well, not non member, like a like an affiliate almost. Um, yeah, so I got. Let's see. Hold on a second. Well, there's a bunch of them here. But... Should we just run down who who it is? All right. So I got. Here's what I got. I got. Okay. Kevin Sullivan, the man with no name, Zodiac. Later on. Zodiac. Yeah. No. 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 He's got a name now. Shark. Zodiac man. Shark. Kamala. One man gang. Big Van Vader. The faces of fear. Barbarian and Ming. The giant. Lex Luger. Braun the Leprechaun. Max <laughs> Muscle. Loch Ness. The Yeti. As Tony C would say, the Yeti, uh, Big Bubba Rogers, rest in peace, Ray Trailer, Conan, and Awful Hugh Morris. You're forgetting Jacqueline. Okay, I don't know Jackie, Z- Jacqueline, and, and Jimmy Z Gangster, right? Z Gangster, right? The ultimate solution, or you can go with his first name, the final solution. Which is, but we'll get there eventually. We'll get there because there's a reason why they, that's hysterical. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's twenty. Oh, crap! The giant. The giant. Yeah, I think, I think that's twenty twenty one. Yeah. Is that the biggest stable ever? Um, I think so. More than the oddities, I can tell you that. Oh, and way more effective. Yeah. So that so the initial core group of the Dungeon of Doom is Kevin Sullivan. Zodiac, Shark, Kamala, Ming, Giant. And each one of them had their own glorious special introduction. Yes. Which is absolutely amazing. Zodiac is the man who portrayed darkness and light. Yes. And the only way Zodiac can... No. Yes. Yes. No. The only way he can communicate is yes and no. Yes, no. Then we have Shark, who came from the China Seas to Waikiki. He's a shark. 
Hysterical. We have Ming, who was given a golden spike for his sins, which I don't know where that is biblically, but... <laughs> yeah, you're the Bible guy. I can't... <laughs> I haven't found that in there yet, but... And then Kamala, from uh, who has slain a thousand men on Mount Kilimanjaro. So he must have some kind of a rust warrant out for him. And then the crown jewel, the linchpin, the son of Andre, the giant. Yep. The son of Andre. The, do we want to get into that now? Is are we, are we, would we, be, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be skipping anything, right? I don't think so. We're kind of at that first. This first. So as we go through this, we're going to kind of go through the major pay-per-views. Right. Little things on Nitro and the little things. Now, this Dungeon of Doom debuted May 1995, disbanded July 13th, 1997. This is a two-year run for this group. Two years. Now, it was only hot for, what, a year? Well, from May 1995 until Labor Day. Until that faithful day between Steve Dahl and the Mauler. <laughs> Where Mr. Hayo got up on stage. That completely destroyed everything going. I mean, they were still around, but they were never as prominent. But I would say the peak of Dungeon of Doom, Uncensored 96. That's that's fair, that's fair. Um, so you want you want you want to play the clip first? You want to get into the, the giant first? Yes. So yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll get to the clip first, and then and then we'll talk about the giant being Andre's dad. So as all of these members are being introduced, Mister GPS Hogan stumbles upon the layer of the Dungeon of Doom somehow. The broom closet. And this of the epic. Cl- this masterpiece of a promo. Let's do it. So yeah, we can go ahead. Let's let's go. How how Hogan was introduced into the Dungeon of Doom. Get away from the stove! The real white finger tiger approaches. The fate has been set. Hurry, hurry, my son! My father, I smell his presence also. I feel him. Where am I? There's no Hulkamaniacs here. I've never been here before. No shit. Hey, is that hot? Ah, It's not hot. What is this place? I know you too. You two are behind the demise of Hulkamania. I know about the Zodiac. I know about the dangerous Kamala. Hell yeah. I know about the Man-Eater. The Shark. But Instant Stone is a legacy, the immortality of Hulkamania. And you too will be buried beneath it. You don't understand, Hogan. This is where 
darkness dwells and lives, nobody has ever been able to defeat the immortal Hulk Hogan, except yourself. You see, Hogan, you're the one that created me. And because of that, it's this simple. Your demise is etched in Okay, terrific. You just don't get you don't get vignettes like that anymore. And I miss it. I miss it so much. That is so fantastic. So the giant breaks in and strangles Hulk Hogan for revenge for his father, Andre the Giant. Let's talk about Paul White for a second. Um, he, oh, he got bright, young, twenty four yeah, years 24 old. Twenty four years White. old, set over seven feet, almost five hundred pounds. Uh, labeled as as Andre's son, and people thought it was, you know, um, that's how great kayfabe was. And Paul White was he was um, he was in a pickup basketball game with Hulk Hogan. And um, I did, and Paul actually played pro, uh, college ball, so he in high school, in high school ball too. So he he's a he's a legit basketball player. Um, if I was seven foot four, I'd play basketball too. And um, so he uh, mm-hmm. that's how he was recognized. He was a pickup game. Then they sent him to the power plant, and uh, that's just the rest. Is, you know, him and his two packs a day of Marlboro, you know, or Paul Mall, whatever the, the smoker's <laughs> fucking voice he had, and. Um, there it is. So, and uh, he became I mean, a legend. Probably the was he bigger than Andre? So I mean, it's seven. Andre was seven four at his peak. He did lose a couple of inches when he got sick because his back was giving out. So he had like he he hunched over. Um, I think Paul White was just about his size, or maybe bigger. But Andre, at one point, was the biggest. No one's bigger than the great college. But though. nobody as, yeah. No but nobody as big and at this age as fast and agile. Yeah. Well, as the giant was. Well, no one saw Andre. We didn't see Andre wrestling in his twenties, but he was doing like pirouettes and you know leg scissors and stuff like that at twenty something years old because. Andre was jumping literally over the top rope out to the outside of the. Yeah. I doubt that. No, he wasn't. Because was, the giant did that with his splash. He would go right over the top outside the yeah. ring. Andre, uh, Andre was, and then he was doing drop kicks from the top rope. Yeah, so no one was as agile 
for a big man at this point in the game. You know, you, I mean, you had your your super heavyweights. You had Vader. You had uh, Scott Charles, Bam Bam Bigelow. You had guys that can move. Kamala can move for his guy his size. Yokozuna, another guy who can yeah. move for his size. But no one was as big as that and can move like that, like the giant. You're absolutely right. No. It was crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, when I was going back watching these, I was like, why is he taking pumps like that? I mean, it was just like ridiculous what he was doing. Right. Absolutely. So we have, yeah, the son of Andre. So the the Dungeon of Doom have mounted up to eliminate Hulkamania. What's that? No, good. I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said something. Nope. And so I guess going into this first pay-per-view here, they're going into fall brawl. This is their first attempt to eliminate Hulk Hogan at fall brawl in Phil's favorite match of all time. Jesus. War games. It's the war games, if you will. This is um, the war games. This is the 87. This is the eighth installment of war games, I think. Ninth installment of the US. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, so this is nine this is September of ninety five, September seventeenth. Yes. Yeah. Um the, and so this is a seven minute clip. Are you playing are we, are we playing the whole clip or we can I mean it? it's it's so, all good, but all right, this so will probably get fine. lengthy. It just depends. Yeah, I mean it'll give me time to get up and get something to drink, so I mean I can Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, So yeah, good. Now good. out of all of these clips, this might be my favorite just because of how psychotic Kevin Sullivan is. Yeah. It's amazing. And then he ends up bashing a toy with a with a shovel. I mean, it's there's so many metaphoric things with this this promo. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Let's but this take... is setting the tone for what the Dungeon of Doom is. All right, let's take you down to mean um Tony Scavoni and uh the brain Scavone. Prepared for war. Hogan. 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 Do you realize you are going into the most dangerous match of all times? Walking two steel cages. The Dungeon of Doom against the Hulkamaniacs. I told you life would not be easy. <laughs> You're the one that created me. You and I can't coexist on this planet. Ha <laughs> ha! I can feel evil escape! You locked me with a second of doom! Kamala. The Zodiac Ming. All eight of us at the same time. <laughs> the scarf on your head will start to smoke and boil. Soon, your hearing will go. The master himself will drive the wagons with all the Hulkamaniac carcasses laying on it. The Dungeon of Doom brought you these posies. But they expired. We love you not. We actually hate your guts. And we hate you! <laughs> you know what's gonna happen to the mortal, Hulk Hogan? 
you're gonna get buried. My heart goes out to you! <laughs> At the end of July, right after, of course, uh, the Bash of the Beach telecast, Hulk Hogan declared war on the Dungeon of Doom. It has come to this. But the Dungeon of Doom got the first shot in when the Giant, with a monster truck earlier in the evening, crushed Hulk Hogan's pride and joy, the Harley Davidson given to him by the fans. The, would you like to interrupt me again? The Harley Davidson given to him by the fans from Orange County Harley Davidson. Nevertheless, as we prepare for war, it is, it is the members of the Dungeon of Doom against the Hulkamaniacs. Hogan, Sting, the Macho Man Randy Savage, and Lex Luger. There's been some dissension with the Hulkamaniacs, but I think they are ready for the ultimate battleground, Brain. Is my Energizer battery in? Can I speak now? Yeah. You mind? I got some very important things I'd like to say. Well, very important things guess right what? now. We don't have time. Let's take a look as we prepare for war. We don't have time. Some believe that we are put on this earth for a reason. We have a special purpose. We are part of a divine plan. Especially this man. The Chosen. It possesses an innate power. He and his father are one. Combining their powers and summoning the Shark, the Zodiac, Kamala, Ming, the Face of Terror, and the Giant. Together, they have put Hulk Hogan to the test. They have lured him to the Dungeon of Doom. They have taunted, they have attacked, they have brought the immortal to his knees and dredged up haunting memories of the past. Then all of a sudden I felt this aura, this presence. I felt Andre Man right in my face. And... Although the immortal one has an inner strength like no other man, he feels the need to put an end to the Dungeon of Doom. But he will not. Act alone. The Pythons and the Hulkamaniacs declare war! His army of elite warriors, Sting, Macho Man, are war-torn survivors. And now that Vader is AWOL, the Hulkamaniacs have called upon a specialist, Lex Luger. I called Luger into the team, man! But like Vader, can he be trusted? And I'll stand with you side by side for one condition. I want that title shot down the line. You promise. Or is Lex Luger another of the Taskmaster's disciples? At Fall Brawl, the world will see. We have assembled the truth, so ladies and gentlemen, tonight of yeah, War man. Games, the Hulkamaniacs versus the Dungeon of Doom, and Hulk, Finally. as captain of the team, I've got to liken this to the invasion of Normandy in 1945. Well, you know, you can liken it to whatever you want, big dude, but right now, my War Games, my teams are together, brother, and we just drank a couple gallons of Agent Orange, brother, so we're impervious to pain, man, and with the Stingers aerial assault, the power of Luger breaking them in half, and the Macho Man coming from all different ways, brother. What are they going to do when the team of maniacs declares war in just a couple minutes, brother? Is there dissension yeah. here? Is there dissension? Not even. Not I said what I had to say when I had to say it. And the stinger, he straightened me out. United we stand. Need a little excitement. Watch this fearsome foursome. 
We are devastating. Yes or no? That's the ticket. Yes is the answer. Me, Gene, you know me. I'm sick and tired of talking. I just want to go to war instantly. It's one heck of a team that you're looking at right here. We got all of our oars in a row. And I don't want to talk anymore. Let's just go to the ring right now and tear them apart. Lex Luger, I don't know. Have you reached the comfort level? I've got the camouflage on. War games are on. I'm with them. I'm ready to go. It's the tell the bell tolls right now. It's time to turn it on, and we are together as together can be. All right. Now, you know something, Eugene? Oh, yeah. We were questioning our own integrity a few minutes ago, but all I had to do was look Lex in the eyes, brother, and I knew right then he was American-made from head to toe, brother. So the macho man told us, DTA, don't trust anybody. Don't take no prisoners, brother. And my team is focused now on getting rid of the dungeon of goom, brother, because I want five minutes with a taskmaster. You know, baby, they've all got red, white, and blue running through their veins because they were born and raised in the USA, and we're ready for war games, baby! All right, Hulk, I'll tell you what. Uh, I feel real sorry for anybody who gets on our way to and from in the ring and what happens in the middle. We cannot be held responsible for Lex, Flex, Macho, Sting, and the Holster. We're going to run wild in that double steel cage. What are they going to do, brothers? What are they going to do? We're going to use him as bait, man. Let's set him up. He'll be a good bait. Come on, let's go, Meiji. All right, uh, they are headed toward the ring for war games. And, of course, don't forget about the match beyond. It is the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan, Sting, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, against the Dungeon of Doom, led by the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, Shark, Kamala, Zodiac Man, and Ming, the Face of Terror. Pull up your socks and get ready. Michael Buffer, let's get to the ring and you, my friend. Pull up your socks. Pull up, Pull your, up socks. your socks and let's get ready. Sir, I have questions. You have, you, you have questions. Just like the invasion of Normandy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. That's a... Dude, you don't... You don't get that anymore. No, of course not, That dude. pilled up. You know what I love? The movie voice guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, dude. Even though this is awful. I know what I'm watching Just tomorrow. listening to that, I'm like, I'm watching oh, this man. again tomorrow. I'm watching this whole... I for this yeah who cares so the questions i have going into this right now what makes lex luger a specialist oh we... <laughs> well he's special all right <laughs> and and vader a wall yeah oh or you mean oh i'm promised to have a main event with Shawn michaels which i never got right got burned I'll take the pay, pay uh, take the pay grade brother that's right. So we've lost a member of the Dungeon of Doom already. We've lost Big Van Vader to go up north to not job out the Shawn Michaels because someone doesn't want to get hurt. So I got to ask you a question, and this is for all our Hulkamaniac fans out there. I don't think I've ever asked this question on Turnbuckle Throwbacks ever. And we've covered a lot of Hulk Hogan here, by the way, in the 10 years that we've done the podcast. Do you prefer... The American Made song from WCW or Real American from Rick oh Derringer? It's a softball. 
right? Because if you're going to He's get... got the red, white, and blue, and he doesn't even know what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, fight for... Then, then it, if he's not doing that, he's fighting for the rights of every man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you go with Rick Derringer, who's a who's a well a renowned recording artist, uh, who set who who put his who put his John Hancock and and his voice to Rick Derringer, uh, real American. You know what it is though? It's everything in WCW. It's so bad, it's good. Right, right. <laughs> because I mean, l- listen to Macho Man with his whammy. I mean, it's just like. Everything it's like, it's like the great value brand of it, but it's a good version of it. So it's like, oh, some, all some, right, I'll eat it. Got some great value goods today. Oh, dude, I would, I would, in a heartbeat, do a pot, just an episode on theme songs, because WCW's oh, theme songs. That's a great idea. Stings, Stings theme. He does this. He does that. He's big as a bull and he's quick as a cat. His first song, his first, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, who wrote that? Stein O'Lein. He Stein does Line. this. He does that. I almost want to get that tattooed. He does this. He does that. I don't. I don't think Mrs. S would, would appreciate that tattoo. I mean, I don't think so. the Steiner brothers. Stein O'Lein. Holy crap! You listen to that song. Yeah. Somebody got a. Big shoehorn to get those words in. Well, we got yeah, we got to do the whole Slam Jam album, dude. We'll break down every... Harlem Heat, one of the most lyrically challenged songs ever. How about the most used, the the Hollywood Blondes? Da, 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 da. Oh. Greg Valentine used it. <laughs> A bunch of people use that song, yeah. and probably the greatest song of all time. Lex Luger, right? Da, da, oh. What the. You disappoint me, Phil. Which one? American males. American males. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. When you see them coming, you better run for cover. What's, They're looking for a weekend lover. What's better, American males or girls in cars? Oh, American. I, you find me a song to not like. Better than American Mills. You're gonna not find one. That was a horrible promo just now. That was Luger esque. Oh, all right. So fall brawl. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I had to do the beginning of it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's the greatest song. And I, you know, how many times I heard that song watching all these. Oh, I loved it. You don't know how loved many. It. You know how many times Jay sings it in between commercial breaks. Oh, I love it. Jay, Jay sings that song. We, we, we didn't play it. He'll just he'll blur it out. Turnbuckle time. Turnbuckle. <laughs> just go we didn't play the song. He's like, I know. It's just it's it's, it's genius. I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, Sorry, Maddie. Go ahead. Carry on. It's the greatest. So, Fall Brawl. Um, I guess, because, I mean, I don't know if, we'll ever, if you ever go back to these. I know some of these pay-per-views you did. I guess we could just, like, just kind of just quickly, and if anything on the card, like, piques your interest for a quick quip. Because there's a few things, especially on Fall Brawl, that I'm like, mm. so the first thing when I think of Fall Brawl, wait, we've got a new challenger to challenge the Dungeon of Doom. It's yeah. Paul Orndorff 
meets Dan Spivey. Two, Holy cow. Two Florida natives. This should have been part of Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. Love okay. Love. So I'm a West Coast guy. I know nothing about Dan Spivey. What do you know about Dan Spivey? Me? Dan Spivey was a Georgia Bulldog. He wrestled in um, Florida. Another guy wrestled oh, in Florida. Oh, no, no. I take it back. I'm sorry. Wrong Spivey. <laughs> I'm talking about Gary Spivey. Oh, Gary Spivey. Wonderful. Paul Brawl. Wonderful. My bad. Oh, okay. Gary Spivey. Yes. I'm like, Georgia Bulldog. There's no way Gary Spivey was a Georgia Bulldog. No, Gary Spivey was not a Georgia Bulldog. He looked like a Georgia Bulldog. He but probably, he's not he, a Georgia Bulldog. He probably Bulldog. drooled like the Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> we get Paul Orndoff meets Gary Spidey yeah. and probably one of the top five greatest things ever to happen. Yeah. This ever. is this is the precursor to how Stella got her groove back, you know? <laughs> Just put that out there. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. What do you know about Gary Spivey? I don't know anything about Gary Spivey. Oh, I thought you know. I thought you were all things Spivey. No, I just know Dan Spivey. <laughs> so I guess the Psychic Companions Network is this a yeah, Dion Warwick? Yeah, he was one of those televangelists, like you know, Dion Warwick type dudes. Uh, very popular in in in, in the, the the Bible thumping area. Oh, yeah, he was one of those. A glorious. Oh yeah, foam helmet hair. I don't know what it is. It's air. You know what it looks like. Remember when you had to spray down a water cooler? Of course. <laughs> the foam. The foam. Yep. The noodle foam. I can't. I can't. So he speaks to Mister Wonderful. I can't take he, it with you. Oh, if you watch Fall Brawl for anything, you watch it for the last match, and you watch it for this segment. You watch the whole goddamn thing. That's what I'm saying. It is. I mean. He changed his life, yeah. By telling him, he got "You are Mister Wonderful." He got he got his groove back, Stella. He got his groove back. That's right. So, just real quick during this, real quick, he had Johnny B. Bad and Pillman in a god awful twenty thirty minutes. Why? Oh, why? Because they were both over at that point. They were they were trying to they were trying to promote the light heavyweight division, oh, heavy yeah. at this point. I, now, say, I've heard other things where people didn't like the fact that they were getting over, so they thought that they can blow them up by putting them in 30-minute matches. That, I, can't, I can't believe that. I just know that they were trying to expand their demographic by putting light heavyweights in the division. For 30 minutes? No, I didn't say I, I didn't say they, but they were booked. It was 29-14. They, were, they weren't booked properly. I'm just telling you what the, <gasps> what the, what the incentive was. <laughs> it was a good match, and it would have been great if it was 15 minutes. You know, it was like, you know, one of those, uh, like, you know, you ever hit that, that, that saying, fuck around and find out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just basically, what, what if you went 29 minutes? Well, fuck around and find out, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then so you had Craig Pittman defeat Cobra. The Pitbull. You know who Cobra ended up being? No. The fake Sting. Oh, yeah. That dude. That's Jim Farmer. J- yeah, he went. He's in Japan. He, he was he wrestled in Japan as fake Sting, too. Yeah, he was NWO Sting. You know, on the best of Sting DVD, they have the fake Sting on the back. That's awesome. <laughs> on pur- I'm sure that was not on purpose. Yeah. Then you had... Uh, 
Diamond Dallas Page win the belt from the Renegade, the TV title. Thank God. Do you want to just what's your quick thought on the old Renegade? He was terrible. The ultimate surprise, Hogan said. The ultimate surprise. <laughs> yeah. Who is this guy? It's like they, oh. they it's like it's like they found someone dressed like the warrior in a in a Hooters in, in Clearwater. And Do you know what he was? What he, he was, was a stripper. He was a stripper, of course. He was yeah. an American male. American male. No. Oh, he can never be an American male. No, well, he was. He tried to be. He was the renegade. He was the renegade. Oh, just so bad, so bad. Do you know they actually used him when Warrior came back? Remember they did the thing where he would just disappear and reappear. That was him. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he oh, got a little no. payday there towards the end. Then you had the Harlem Heat. They beat Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater. Good team. Yep. Oh. The stud stable. Bringing it back to stud stable. Well, well, well. Mega Power's favorite. <laughs> Mega Power's favorite. Shout out to Dave. So, and then probably one of uh, uh, the the diamond out of this whole pay per view is uh, Arnerson Anderson versus Flair. And you can do a whole podcast on their little battle and the promos that led up to that. Holy crap. Flair's, I'll put those to any promos and now Flair, and forever. And Flair was still booking at this point, right? So that was good. Man, those were that was that was great. I mean, yeah. They were good promos. Yep. Anderson talking about I've got, you know, butterflies in my stomach and I gotta go out there and fight the man that I love more than God himself. I, I was just like, holy crap, this is good. But then you get to the the coup de gras, the war games match. Yes, baby. Versus the Hulkamaniacs. Versus the Dungeon of Doom, and uh, my first question: I, I, why would you put Shark first? Because on Anderson didn't wrestle. That's why. <laughs> he always he, he always goes first. You put Zodiac first. I mean, I don't I don't see you put Kamala in first, but Renegade. Really, was... you're gonna put Shark? I mean, the dude was blown. I mean, I love the spot where he tried to jump the two rings and he gets stuck. Between the two ropes, and he's just hanging there. So, I mean, you could pretty much. I mean, it's a war games match. Heels get the upper hand when it's two on two, two on one. Then it evens out. Then the bet. Last guy in. The dirtiest player of the game, Hulk Hogan, comes out with powder. Is he not the biggest heel ever? Well, I mean, he will be in about another year from now. From oh. uh, yeah. I mean, really? He comes out here with powder and just throws powder in everyone's eyes, drops. He's ready. I, yeah, and beats everyone, drops them all, makes everybody else look stupid. Everybody's standing around as he's marching around the ring like an idiot, throwing powder in everyone's eyes. Gets the win, gets Kevin Sullivan for five minutes, proceeds to throw him back and forth into the cage. Kevin Sullivan's blown up 20 seconds in. He's just on his butt. And boom, pay-per-view ends. So now we go into the coup de gras. I would say when you think Dungeon of Doom, this is the pay-per-view that you think of. This is, um, yeah, absolutely. The Now leading up to this pay-per-view, which is Halloween Havoc 95. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We have some very important things that develop though and this is where it starts to be like all right they're they're 
this is for a reason they're doing this dungeon of doom that th this is they're testing something out because as we said before and even through all of this hogan's getting booed nobody's hulk hogan is wearing thin on everyone they're tired of it so leading up into halloween havoc we got clip number four and i'm gonna say this for every clip that you play this is probably my favorite clip this is nine minutes and 53 seconds long. It's not nine minutes because there's like, a, this is that one that had the commercial. So we can just play it up to, you know, the part where they get him in the ring and then we can So six minutes and change, that. basically. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe not even that long. And if you, and if there's some clips you just want to cut early just for time's sake, because this is probably going to be running super long. All right. Um, but <laughs> my favorite part is, is Mean Gene. <laughs> Let's take you down to Mean Gene. This is October 2nd, 1995. This is, was right? This is yes. Monday Nitro. We had a big boys play with each other. One hour to Nitro. High City, welcome to America. WCW heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. With the neck brace. Yes, he has the neck brace because Hogan, or the giant, has snapped his neck. That's right. I must tell you though, the American made the uh, the song. It's got that 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 uh that nineties that that rock that yes. arena eighty yeah. like the eighties arena rock that da, 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 da. it's like fucking Oreo Speedwagon met sticks, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. It gets you going. Yeah. You wanna go do yard work. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you want yeah, you wanna go do like chores and shit. Put your bandana on, you know, go out and mow the lawn. Oh yeah. Go 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 to the go to the deli, get some get some breakfast for the family. There is a man in town tonight that has cut a path of destruction to the World Championship Wrestling, and you have been his obvious target. Well, I guess there's not a whole heck of a lot to talk about, Mean Gene. You know something, brother? After what went down with this big nasty giant over the last few weeks, few months, brother, I had to do a little soul searching, brother. So last night, I was with a little buddy of mine, Jason Pittman, brother, a little teeny Hulkamaniac oh. who's getting ready for a double lung transplant, brother. Oh, Jesus. And he said, Hulk Hogan, belly up to the bar, look the giant in the eye, take him on and put him down, brother. Double lung transplant, he said all that? And Jason, that's why I'm here. And since that big stinky giant is out here in the ring right now, he must be in the back, brother. And just like I'm going to rip this shirt off right now, brother, I'm heading to the back since the Giants not here, and I'm going to rip him apart right now, Mean Gene. What's he going to do, brother? Well, I tell you what, Hulk Hogan promised that Hulk Hogan T-shirt to one of the Hulkamaniacs here at ringside on Monday Nitro. 
As you know, Hogan to meet the Giant in Detroit on October the 29th when it's machine versus machine and man versus man at Halloween Havoc. Circling right now ringside. I don't know if I'm going to get him back in here for more comments or not. But Hulk Hogan certainly very popular. Oh, what is this? There's a woman with a cane. What is this? Come on. Wait a minute. What is this? Hold on. Who is this? Oh, back to you. I'll take cracking up. You see, this is what makes the WCW Monday Nitro so exciting, baby. You never know what's going to happen. That's no woman. That's no woman. That's Norman Bates. Get whoever it is. Oh, no. I know who it is. Oh, no. See? What's next? That's next. Granny's done come out of the crowd. That's no granny. That's no granny. That's our resident cycle right there. The taskmaster at ringside throwing something in the eyes of the world heavyweight champion. Now he's gonna break his neck. Hold on. Oh no. Oh, oh yeah. Off. The neck brace. I know he's gonna do it again. No. Oh, no. no. Oh. <laughs> Somebody needs to get in there and stop this. His career very yes. well could be over. They've got clippers. They're shaving off. Yeah. The mustache. There it is. Oh, oh, no. Magic oh, no. mustache. This goes beyond inflicting bodily harm. This goes beyond. But they're doing this job. They are taking him apart piece by piece, piece by piece. They are taking him apart physically. They are talk we're talking about taking him apart mentally, emotionally. And look at this. The American males, the first out of scene. No shit. The drop kick bounces right oh. off the giant. We need to get some Scotty people out of here. Scotty. The first choke. There it is. Bounces he out. He's not the American males. Oh, poor Bagwell. There he goes. Brian Knobs put some haymakers on Giant. That is unbelievable power. I gotta give it to Brian Knobs on. I'm not a big Nasty Boys guy. He put the, he put the, he put the, put those big haymakers on the Giant. Cakes forgot how to use his scissors. This is not happening. This is not happening. The nasty boys are both out. The American males are out. I would assume Hogan is out. You so know. is the next match, the World Tag Team Tournament. We still have Arn Anderson, Ric Flair standing by. We've got the trainer out. I mean, Eric, look at this. In, in, in two weeks, this man has leveled a dozen top WCW superstars. Wait a minute. We, oh my gosh. We've got to go. We're going to be back. Don't leave us now. <laughs> I'm leaving you Holy now. I'm sorry. Is, so at this point... Is Bischoff telling Heenan to shut up? Yes, Dan, he definitely oh, did. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, Maddie, go ahead. So it, it, it is a woman with a cane. Yes, it is a woman with a cane. 
I love that whoever call. Donnie, it's a whoever woman. Donnie West Jr. was in charge. You don't know how many times I just repeated that. It's a wo- I want that as a drop. It's a woman with a cane. That's like Hammond's favorite. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Yeah. By God. I'm sorry. So I'm losing my point, voice. Hogan's neck, how many times has Hogan's neck been broken? No. Jesus. Andre the- snapped it. No, no, no. Zeus snapped it. Yep. Giant has snapped it twice now. I mean. Yep. This guy is a modern day miracle. So. They shave Hogan's mustache. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be in the booking meeting in that. You know, listen, Hulk. So imagine if it was Dusty doing that. Be like, listen, Hulk. So we're gonna we want to save your mustache. I don't want to, brother. Sorry, baby. That's for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and if you watch, I I watched that clip again today. As they're shaving his mustache, you watch Hogan as he breathes. He's kind of doing the whole <sighs> kind of breathing because all the hair is getting in his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to try to get it all yeah. out. <laughs> as many things as many things as Kevin Sullivan is, he's not a barber. So no, 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 or a makeup guy. Have you seen his eyebrows? Yes, yes, no, yes, <laughs> yes, no. no, yes. But in doing this, oh boy, in shaving Hulk Hogan, his mustache it causes, and we don't have the clip because I mean, you could play the clip. We'd be here all night if we played all the Dungeon of Doom clips. Right, right, right. But Hogan goes to the dark side. Yeah, he becomes a Sith Lord of WCW. <laughs> With sword included. Sword included. So if you ever see the promo or a picture in Hulk Hogan dressed in black with a black mask, it's because of this. Yes. And here's one of those things. It's the first time you ever see Hogan in black. Yep. And it's the first time you start to see Hogan kind of heelish. Yes. You watch his promos. He's very mean to Mean Gene. He's still a goofy heel, but he's he's thinking about what it would be like if he was heel. And I think this right here at this moment is the seeds of the NWO being planted for Hogan. So it's 1995, right? It's 20-something Phil, 22-year-old Phil, and it's teenage Matt, you know? And now we're all hip to, we're all officially hip to um, to the game. There's no more kayfabe, really. I mean, kayfabe really died in, like, 05, really, when you think about it when, with the invention of YouTube. Or any streaming, for that matter, right? Um, th- This is the, one of those, one of those moments that that gets overlooked because of the time period, and in, and over on the other side of the fence, you had the new generation. You know, you had Ugh. right. So, is it Bob Holly, Sparky Plug, and the Smoking Guns, <laughs> or is it Versus, Hulk and Well Done and Well Done, Stephen Dunn and Timothy Well? Yeah. Um, but or the New Midnight Express, the fourth incarnation of them, oh. but. You know, the heavenly bodies. Now, but do you, you know, as a fan, you're like, all right. As as a young kid, you're like, all right, this is great. Oh, yeah. Because a young kid, you're like, you know, they didn't see Hogan in 83, 84 like we did, you know. But now the teenager is like, I've seen this shit. This is, this is, this is not Hulk Hogan. This is a different Hulk Hogan. And no one expected the, 
what happened, what happened, you know, to, you know, a year from now, what happens? But yeah, you're absolutely right. These are the seeds that are planted. This is the 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 start of it. You know, you nobody's know, seen Hogan except for in red and yellow, right? For how many years now? Right. Twenty years, fifteen years. Right. So to see him in black, it's like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. So very important part right here that and and they're they're teasing him being a heel. There's actually talks right now behind the scenes him and Kevin Sullivan everybody about him turning heel. Now thank God he waits until the proper heel turn cuz I couldn't imagine this goofy sword wheeling <laughs> heel Hogan but um he's turning into the dark side and and in one of the promos Kevin Sullivan says the only person that can beat Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan, which is absolutely true in every single way. If you look at his career and his personal life. True. <laughs> Nobody ever took down Hulk Hogan until Hulk Hogan took himself down. Facts. So we are leading up into Halloween Havoc and you question yourself. Why a sumo truck match? <laughs> if you want to listen to the entire atrocity atrocity of this podcast of this uh pay per view, you can go back in the archives. Tomoko's Robax did do a, I think one or two episodes of, about this episode about this from the uh, from the infamous Joe Louis Arena, um on the roof with it. Oh yeah, it was it was absolutely it was a shit show. Terrible, but terrible. Do you, do you know what led up to the monster truck though? And we kind of we, we missed over it in Fall Brawl, but I wanted to bring it back. Good. Because the giant, because Dungeon of Doom had a monster truck. Yes. They ran over Hulk Hogan's motorcycle. I remember that. And Hogan, remember he's banging on the side and the giant's just laughing at him? Ha, 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 That's yeah. what led up to this. See, it wasn't just, oh, let's do a monster truck. There was, there was subtle buildup. Not a lot, but there was subtle buildup going into Halloween Havoc. So two major things come out of Halloween Havoc. One is the monster truck sumo match. And two is the insurance policy for the Dungeon of Doom. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to play clip five? Clip five from October 23rd, 1995. The insurance policy. As if the Dungeon of Doom wasn't big enough. Enter the Yeti. Is the giant, so is the Dungeon of Doom. There are no restraining orders. This thing could be trouble. We've seen what's happened in the last several weeks, Mongo. I hope they can restrain themselves and wait for Halloween Havoc. When these guys get together, all hell breaks loose. I know coming in today on the plane, the pilot left the cabin, came up to me. He said, tell me about the match tonight. Do you think Sting can trust Luger? I said, hey, Sky King, get back up there and fly this bird. Don't concern yourself with that. Let Sting worry about Luger. That's the main event. Sting teaming up with the total package, Lex Luger. Coming your way as they face Harlem Heat in... Wait, wait. What, did they blow a fuse or something? The lights go, go out. Of 
Dry ice. To get the yeti <laughs> to bring it back. We thought he surrendered the colors of yellow and red, but now he wears black because he walks in the land of madness. You see, I was right. Evil does dwell in Hulk Hogan's heart, and I myself don't think there is one bit of goodness left. You see, this is the only insurance this big man needs. All right, I thank you, Kevin Sullivan. I don't know what's in there, Giant, but I'm nervous. <laughs> Hogan, the rare white Bengal tiger, the biggest cat in the jungle. You're running out of lives, Hogan. When I get you in the ring, Halloween Havoc, I will take your last life from you and the WCW Heavyweight Championship belt. You will find the one true immortal is not you, but me, the giant, the immortal giant. <laughs> this guy is playing through for Halloween Havoc. I don't know what you've done for Kevin Sullivan, but he is ready. He's ready, but what I saw sent shivers down my spine when we plucked the whiskers of the rear white Bengal tiger. Are you, plucking them, are you plucking them or are you cutting them? Make up your mind. As my father said, this has to be stopped. In Detroit, Hogan, the insurance policy is there. The WCW World Heavyweight Belt will be the Giants. Mark! He is a very confident master, Kevin Sullivan of the Giants. Eric Bischoff, a little bit later on, I'm going to be talking to Hulk Hogan. Right now, let's get back to you. Oh, my. All right, thank you, Mean Gene Okerlin, and it is coming your way in just six days. Halloween Havoc. Will Hulk Hogan be able to exercise the demons? Wow. Yeah. And then at the end of Nitro, 
for like a split second, you see the Yeti breaking out of the ice. Do we have, do we have that? No. Oh, okay. No, because there's no audio to it. Just like, it just breaks out, and it's like, holy crap, the Yeti. So, the Yeti. Let's talk about the Yeti. The Yeti. Shout out to Tony C. The Yeti. You know who that's supposed to originally be, right? It was supposed to be... um, Giant Gonzalez. Right. Right. So, they couldn't get him over in time. So, what do we do? Well, we'll wrap him up like a mummy, and then we'll take the bandages off, and then he'll be the Giant Gonzalez. Right. Well, Giant Gonzalez never comes over. That's right. So now we just have a giant cartoon mummy walking around. Walking around humping people. Look, look at that. So we go into Halloween Havoc with the Dungeon of Doom, with the insurance policy, Halloween Havoc. Like you said, you guys already did it, so we won't go over the matches. We'll just go over the ones that involve the Dungeon of the Doom. Savage destroys Zodiac. And like a minute 30, just boom, 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 in and out, done. Luger now is rustling Maine. And now this whole time, though, everybody's wondering, is Luger a good guy? Is Luger a bad guy? Is Luger working for the debt? There's all this. Is he part of the, the good guys? Is he part of the bad guys? And in this match, Kevin Sullivan, with the most gentle stomp, hits Luger. And is and uh, Luger gets disqualified and wins, or Mean gets disqualified and Luger wins the match for Kevin Sullivan, and that brings up a big question mark: What the heck's going on with Lex Luger? So now we go into <laughs> the top of Cobalt Hall or Cobalt Hall with the Sumo Monster Truck match that was taped the night before. Wasn't live. Yeah, Cobo Hall is um a very famous venue in the Midwest for pro wrestling. Uh, big time wrestling was there. The original Sheik, those guys. That there was a big boom between the late sixties to like the eighties. Um, big time, uh, big time wrestling over there. Huge. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry. How much do you think this cost them? A hundred thousand at least. I, I, I mean, at I least. Mean, yeah, I mean, you've got to crane these trucks up onto this roof. WCW had their hand in everything. They had like NASCARs, and that was Turner. And and, and I mean, as hokey as it looks now, it was actually genius marketing when you think about it. Um, but it doesn't pan. It looks it, on paper, it looks fantastic. Oh, on, monster trucks on a roof? Come on. Well, how how can that go bad, right? How can <laughs> How can it go bad? Let's put it into a wrestling match. Are you serious? And I tear it apart on on um on Turbuckle Throwback. I forgot what episode it oh, was. Oh yeah. But uh yeah. So it's... they get up on this roof. They yeah. weld the bumpers together because there's no way they're gonna damage these hundreds of thousand dollar monster trucks by crashing into each other. Now, I guess Giant has some experience with monster trucks because they keep bringing that up. That you know, oh Giant has a. Uh, and an advantage over Hogan because he's drove monster trucks. Apparently that one time when he run over Hogan's bike, that was his experience. Yeah, that and he lived in the south, so he used to did a lot yeah. of tra- tractor pulling as a kid. So they go back and forth. Pretty much it's just tug of war with two trucks. Because the well the bumpers are welded together. They can't they're just going back and forth. 
Hogan wins the confrontation. <laughs> the giant takes the biggest cartoon fall. That's all that was missing. Falls off the roof of Cobalt Hall to his death. Hogan's freaking out. And then we cut to the next match. <laughs> After right. this man has fallen off this building. Yeah. No no one cares. You know, it's not like a... He's dead. Let's take it to me and Gene. You know, like it's just, well, you got Bobby freaking out. You know, getting on his hands and knees. God, you got to give me answers. You got to give me answers. And He's got to find out. So, Savage beats Lex. And then here we got the main event. We've got the red, white, and blue running through his veins. Coming down. American made. Gets in the ring. And not a scratch on him. Here comes the giant from the dead. Yep. They have their match, and Swerve, you make Swerve. Jimmy Hart turns on Hogan, hits him with the megaphone, dis- or hits Giant, right? Yep. With the megaphone. Disqualification, and no uh, sneaky Jimmy Hart behind the scenes made it that the titles can change hands on disqualification. Giant is your new world champion, leaving Halloween Havoc. And I think he was the youngest, unless Tommy Rich was still the WCW. Youngest, heavyweight and you know what that was? His first ever wrestling match, professional right. wrestling professional match. match. He had yeah. one match before that. Yeah. His second match ever, he wins the world title, and he wrestles against Hulk Hogan. Yep. If you watch that match for how bad it is, for that being his first match ever. Not bad. It was pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it was so ironic. This is Hogan. This is all Hogan's doing. Like, you know, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is fantastic. And when you find that out later on in life, it's like, wow, this is even. When you know the when you know the facts about it, it's like, well, this makes sense now. You know, it's they're just trying to build stars. And it's perfect. It was perfect. It was hokey, but perfect. Yeah. You know. Oh, and then one little side note. Do you know what the helicopter service was doing all the aerial shots? What they were doing? No, the name of it. What? It was McMahon Helicopter Service. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> that's hysterical. So we come out of Halloween Havoc, and that little jerk, Nick Bockwinkle. This guy. This guy. Nick Bockwinkle takes the title from Giant, and now the title will be held up now, here's another thing that the Dungeon of Doom birthed into the three-ring World War III. Now, I don't think World War III would have ever happened without the Dungeon of Doom because the purpose of World War III was to put a giant opposition in every ring for Hogan. So no matter what ring he got into, he had a monster that he had to contend with. Correct. So... And WCW booking, Yeti never comes, or, or I mean, Giant Gonzalez never comes. What do we do? Well, we take the guy who is the Yeti, we make him Super Ninja Giant. <laughs> <laughs> who has no affiliation with, with the Dungeon of Doom. He looks like a giant scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That guy should have waited six more months. Correct. He could have tagged with Glacier. It's another and they could have 
they yeah. they could have been Team Fatality or something. Another conversation Matt and I had on the phone. <laughs> so, Ooh. oh, I don't know what they're doing in the other. They're room. happy Sorry. about something. They're happy. They're the Yeti. They're all excited about, about the, the Yeti. Yeti. So, so what do we do? We have Giant in one ring. He's one monster. The who? Oh shoot! I had all this down. Who was the other monster in the other ring? Was it Loch Ness? It was supposed to be Loch Ness, but he never made it in time. Loch Ness doesn't come until Super Brawl. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have those notes. I don't have the World War Three notes. We I think we covered that pay-per-view, though. Dag nabbit. I had it's it right, somewhere, right. and I totally forgot. It doesn't matter. So there was supposed to be a giant in each ring. So um, I'm trying to look it up real quick. Nope, it doesn't say it right here. My bad. So... Uh. Anyways, so there's supposed to be a giant in each ring. There's only two, and then Hogan ends up being one of the giants. Yeah. In the last stage, booking you know debacle. So we have World War Three going. Yet takes the first person to get knocked out. Super Giant Ninja, within two seconds, gets knocked out of the ring. What a waste. He's gone. You will not see him in prominence until he's part of the flock as Reese. That's who the Yeti is. Big Ron Reese. The Yeti is Reese. Correct. Big Ron Reese. So we all know about World War III, how it goes down. Giant gets knocked out. Pulls Hogan underneath the ropes. Referee doesn't see it. Macho Man knocked out. I forgot who he eliminated. Oh, one man gang. That yeah, I think one man gang Correct. was the other monster. He knocks out one man gang. Correct. And ends up being the winner of World War Three. Gets his title shot, his first title shot in WCW, right? That's his first championship in WCW World War Three. The gang? No. Oh. Macho. Macho man, yes, yes. Yes. Completely shadowed by Hogan griping and complaining that he went under the rope. Do you know that Macho Man was supposed to win clean? Now, this is what I've heard, and I've heard it on numerous things. Mid-match, Hogan decides to do what he did. He called in the ring and... In the ring, then I'm going to go under and then do all this. Wow. The biggest heel. Wow. That is the biggest heel. That's a heel. That's a heel. Mid-match, he pulls that crap. Unbelievable. That's crazy. And then he's doing the whole foot under the rope slide. I mean, if you want to see somebody griping and complaining and looking for sympathy, watch the end of World War III. It goes on for like 10 minutes. And totally ruins Macho Man's championship. He doesn't get music. He doesn't get anything. It's just Hogan griping and complaining that he went under the rope, that the giant pulled him under, that he was screwed, that that's his belt, blah, 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 blah. So we leave that. We go into more back and forth, Dungeon of Doom, trying to end Hokamania on... um, nitros and all of that and then we ended up going into super brawl now super brawl 
has some interesting things going on now. Um, where are we at? Let me look. Let me pull that up here. Super Brawl. So just have you what have you done Super Brawl? Ninety five. Yes. No, I don't think Ooh, so. Good. Who, what's the main good. event? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. The main event. Remember, it was Hogan and uh, Giant in the in the cage match. Oh yeah, no, I don't think we did that one. Oh yeah, so this is a good. It's it's got some interesting stuff going on for Super Brawl. So the first match on Super Brawl, real quick, is um, Nasty Boys and Jerry Sags, um, Brian Knobs versus Public Enemy in a street fight. You got Johnny B. Bad, where he beats Diamond Dallas Page. Is that when he wins Kimberly? Also, I think. I think so. Yeah. And then you've got Sting and Luger versus Harlem Heat. Conan now. So here's this is what I wanted to get to. Defeats one man gang. And one bad gang is the United States heavyweight champion. That's right. At this point. <laughs> oh man, what's his do you know who he won it from? Is it Izuke Husaki? Oh no, it's it's Sensuki Sensuki Sensake. Right. Do you know the story about one man one man gang and that championship belt? That he Okay. No. So Suzaki won that when they had um that international battle royal. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know yeah, Kensuki CA. So he, the same yeah, he, he he wins that. So he comes to Super Bowl the No, no, this is before. On a Saturday night, he fights one man gang. Tells WCW, I'm not jobbing and I'm keeping the belt. WCW goes, okay. So on a Saturday night, they do a dusty finish. One man gang beats him. Suzuki puts his foot or Suzuki puts his foot on the ropes. They count one, two, three. Then they get up. Referee restarts the match. He ends up beating one man gang. WCW shows the one, two, three. One man gang quickly getting up, raising his hands. Immediately cut to commercial. Oh. One man gang's your champion. <laughs> wow, that's outstanding. That is outstanding. Uh, so, one man gang who is part of the Dungeon of Doom loses it to a future member of the Dungeon of Doom, Conan. But I just, I've always loved that United States Championship story. So I had to throw that in there. Here's another thing that the Dungeon and Doom spurs on. So bleeding up to Super Brawl, the Four Horsemen have a loose cannon and is getting out of control. Brian Pillman. He ain't dressed in the way that he needs to dress. He's starting trouble for the, for the Four Horsemen. They don't need that headache. And... On Nitro, Arn Anderson slapped the piss out of Brian Pill. I mean, hold. That was a shoot slap if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Slap the taste out of his mouth. They get into it where Kevin Sullivan doesn't think Brian Pillman has respect for any of the, for, for him or for Flair or any of that. So here at Super Brawl, we get the, I respect you, Booker Man match. Yep. So Kevin Sullivan and Brian uh, Brian Pillman, they have this strap match where they have to. It's pretty much an I quit match. Not but the one, instead, is it the one he, when he brawl in the bathroom? You. 
What what's that? When they brawl in the bathroom? No, that's that's Sullivan and Benoit. That's Sullivan and Benoit, right? Okay. So this match only lasts forty five seconds. Yeah. I, okay, I remember now. I remember now. I'm sorry. And and leading up to this, Pillman and Taskmaster watch those nitros. There's times where they where Taskmaster straps Pill he straps him. Yeah. And there's a time where Pillman, I mean Freaking Colcox. I mean, they're fighting. So I don't know what's going on between those two. But Pillman gets in there. 45 seconds. They slap around a little bit. I respect you, Booker Man. Booker Man. Throws the mic down and leaves. And then in the best substitution ever, Arn Anderson comes out. Clumsily go through this match because this is a shoot. Right. This is a shoot to everyone except for Eric Bischoff and Brian Pillman. <laughs> They're the only ones that knew that they were doing this. They worked the boys That's in doing this thing. And then Brian <laughs> Brian Pillman works everyone yes. and goes to WCW and then shoots on Eric Bischoff. And then it's all... That's a whole other story. ECW but out of the ECW. Dungeon of Doom, you get the first, like work shoot drama that's ever really been on TV. Yeah. Has there ever really been anything like that before then? Not that we know of. They, I mean, Not they, that they, we know of. There probably could have been if several, but we don't we don't know. Because a lot of yeah. stuff a lot of stuff was ad libbed when we were growing up. And then by the time it got to this point, a lot of stuff was being staged. So yeah. um you had a sense of of okay this this they wanted they wanted you to believe everything was real, obviously, but they didn't have that that feel to it. This had the feel to it, like, oh my god, something's going on. Like, oh yeah, you you knew like something was going down. Like it wasn't a thing where you weren't confused, whether you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan. Like something just something's not kosher. This isn't right. Yeah, something's not kosher in the deli. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, carry on, sir. So you get that out of the Dungeon of Doom right. from Kevin Sullivan. You get that. And then so then we go on. Uh, Sting and Lex take on the Road Warriors uh, in a double countout. Yep. That was their uh, Chicago street fight, right? Correct. Luger didn't know what a Chicago street fight was. Being from Chicago, from Chicago. <laughs> shoot from Chicago. It's really from Buffalo, New York, but yeah. Yeah. So in another turn of event that will – and impact the Dungeon of Doom. We have Ric Flair and Woman defeating Rot- Macho Man, Macho Man, with Elizabeth because Elizabeth turns heel. Yes, literally by hitting him with a heel. <laughs> yes, literally with a heel. goes heel with a heel. She she really put the point that she was turning heel by hitting Macho Man with her. Liz spike goes heel. heel with a heel. That might be the name of the episode. Heel of the heel right heel, there. Heel Dungeon of, heel. of heels. Dungeon of heels. Outstanding. <laughs> Which was massive. Elizabeth is heel. Now, I mean, that just shakes, you know, people are like, what the heck? Because she's just always been the pretty girl next door, the valet for Hogan, yeah, the valet who, for Macho Man. Who said 10 words in 10 years, you know? So. Oh, wait till tomorrow night on Nitro. We'll talk about that. Holy crap. And then in the main event, you get Hogan defeats the Giant with Jimmy Hart and the Taskmaster in the cage match. That was pretty much 
<laughs> a big wet fart. So going into that, the next night on Nitro, I just <laughs> talking about Miss Elizabeth. There's a reason why she only said 10 words in 20 years. Yeah. So this is the infamous Ric Flair comes out on the bed. Yes. And pops out of the bed promo. Yep. With Liz and woman. And Miss Deer in Headlights is asked to cut a promo on why she did what she did on Nitro and completely bumbles her way through it. Oh, my God. So bad, so good. I I did it because I took all the money. And it, yeah, oh, it was so bad. And then she has this long pause, and then Mean Gene and Rick try to help her, and then she just bulldozes her way through the other part that she remember. Oh, it's just god-awful. 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 Yep. So now the Dungeon of Doom couldn't get it together. The horsemen couldn't get it together. So why don't, by our powers combined, we are now the alliance to end Hulkamania. You do, you did skip over Loch Ness, though. Oh my God, yep. we skipped over. All right, go ahead. Take no, no, we did. I got so I got so a, eager a, to talk a, about Liz after the Booker Man after the Booker Man gimmick. They had a Hogan beat the Task. Uh, Hogan defeated. Um, yes, the Giant of Steel Cage, right? And then he fought off the whole Dungeon of Doom, and out of nowhere, here oh, comes that's right, I, Loch man, Ness I'm comes sorry. out, which was um, he doesn't beat the whole. He takes the whole Dungeon of Doom out with yeah, a chair, with a chair, mm-hmm. and he went to the Lance Storm Chair Shot Academy to take these guys out. And then, uh, and then what do you call it? And then, um, Loch Ness, Loch Ness rolls his way up the aisle. Six hundred pound British wrestler, um, giant haystacks. Giant haystacks, yeah. Do you got anything on giant haystacks? Just that he was a big deal in 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 the UK. Died very young. Uh, big guy, and uh, they didn't use him very very often, very well, or often. So they just another, another big guy that they just brought into another another gimmick for Hogan. Basically. So he was supposed to have a main event match with Hogan. Right. And once they saw him, they were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no, we are not chancing this guy with Hogan. I mean, v- very limited is being nice. Right. On the three mat or the two matches I saw him on Nitro, I saw him in a match against Scotty Riggs. And I saw him in a match against uh, Alex Wright, and pretty much all he's got is an elbow drop. Yeah. So r- right after that, the Zodiac is revealed as that's where I was getting into. Yep. As the spy for the Hulkamania sp- that broke away from the Dungeon of Doom to be now now he's known as the Booty Man. What is- a loyal friend to get battered and beat in one, two. Three, four pay-per-views you get your butt handed to so that you can be a spy for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and then he changes his name to the Booty 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 Man. The Booty 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 Man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Way to go, Ed Leslie. Still picking up those bags, I see. Yeah, then of course then you talk about the alliance and Hulkamania. 
and then we get to probably the the creme de clam the crown jewel of the dungeon of doom we get the night before nitro or the night before uncensored it is revealed a nightmare from hogan's past is going to be set in this doomsday cage so let's talk about this doomsday cage before we get into it so it's Hulk a Hogan, three-tier doomsday cage which is basically the tower of doom from the awa right nwa or nwa yeah yeah it was the jimmy garvin another kevin sullivan storyline with jimmy where kevin sullivan was chasing precious jimmy garvin's uh real life wife and manager and it was the Road Warriors, Jimmy Garvin, Ronnie Garvin versus, um, I forget, it was Kevin Sullivan, Powers of Pain. It was, it was, it was you know, it was World to Tower of Doom. It was a pre- It's it was, more of a of a spectacle to see than it is functional. Right. It's Hogan and Randy Savage against the Alliance, which is Flair. So this Anderson. new Alliance on the night before Nitro, this nightmare from Hogan's past, reveals himself to be. The gangster. Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. With Z on one side and gangster in pen and paint yeah. written on the other side of his head. Yeah. And his buddy, the final solution. <laughs> Which WCW had never opened up a history book and learned that was one of Hitler's protocols for the jews was the final solution so decided to oh maybe we shouldn't use that name and we'll name him the ultimate solution correct which i talked to phil about this already is in an upcoming movie the next year the ultimate solution for all you fans is bane and batman and robin yes yes he is yes which, if you looked at him now and you looked at him in Batman and Robin, it looked like he cut some weight because he's got himself a nice little roid belly going on. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big hoss, though. Big, big dude, boy. Big dude, so at the yeah. end of that Nitro, we have all of the Alliance to end a Hulkamania in that ring, and we get ourselves into Uncensored, which every match is unsanctioned, no rules, no disqualifications, but in three of the matches, there's disqualifications. <laughs> yeah, this is where the booking goes totally out of shit. Now, I watched a... Uh, I was listening to a thing with Kevin Sullivan. This is... Or not Kevin Sullivan, with Eric Bischoff. is 83 weeks. Okay. So at this point, this was the tipping point where he was just like, I have to be in control of everything now. I can't let anybody just be like, oh, I've got this idea and I want to do this and... Because he said this is just a total S show, which it is. But this is the tipping point where, and if you watch Nitro and you watch the tone of Nitro and in a couple of weeks, what happens, you can see, all right, somebody else is kind of running this ship now. Right. 100%. So have you, you guys have done Uncensored, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So you had Conan, he beat Eddie Guerrero. This match, the Belfast Bruiser versus Lord Steven Regal, where Regal got his eye caved in. Yeah. Uh, Regal talks about that match. I think he talked about it on Jericho's podcast and a few other spots. Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, mean, he he busted his face yeah, in. Yeah, but this was WCW had gems, hidden gems in between. Oh yes, in between the shit show pay per views they had. So it wasn't all mm-hmm. it wasn't all bad. You have to look for it. So we won't run down the whole card, but that was a pretty good match actually. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and you had the giant defeating Loch Ness because yep. Loch Ness was kicked out of the Dungeon of Doom. Yep. And then uh, you get to this beautiful main event. <laughs> the Doomsday Cage. Top level, you have Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Then in the second tier, you have the Faces of Fear, Ming and Barbarian. And you have Luger and Taskmaster in the other part. And then in the bottom part, you have Zagangsta and the ultimate solution and Hogan and his, they have to go from the top and work their way all the way down to the bottom to survive this cage match. And this thing from the get go is just not happening. (laughs) The one thing I noticed, did you notice Arn Anderson's sleek? I'm not going to get jacked up in this match. Head to toe black sweatsuit. Of course. Yeah, listen, come, CYA, man, CYA. He's like, I'm not taking a bump on this. I'm taking a bump on as this. As they shit. just rickety, as there's no bumps to be taken. You can't do anything. It's a hundred percent cage all the way around, floor ceiling. They can't walk. There's yeah. a pole in the center that they all just hold on to as they just beat each other up. Um, so Hogan and Macho get down to the second level. Is this where they, once again, Hogan pulls out his little powder? Yep. And he hits Ming and Barbarian, blinds them, gets the key uh, that Flair had dropped down, and locks Ming and Barbarian in their cage, gets in the ring with Sullivan and Luger. They totally bypass the bottom tier, get outside, walk and brawl. Then uh, uh, Barbarian and Ming said, we're out of here. Went to the back. If you notice, Arn Anderson goes to the back, comes back out in his ring gear, <laughs> took his sweats off, and then came back out. Yep. And then Z Gangster Ultimate Solution. They get in the ring. Pummel Hogan, very limited. Chokes, nerve holes. Take him back to the Doomsday Cage. Throw him in. It looks like the end of Hulkamania is near. And who makes the save with the kitchen equipment? (laughs) Big Brother Booty comes in with frying pans. And Hogan and Macho go to town with frying pans. This match is so bad. Hogan leaves the cage. Macho Man has to yell at him. You forgot to pin the man. Hogan then runs back into the cage. Jumps on him. Get the one, two, three. Get the heck out of here. There's uncensored 95. <laughs> or 96, I'm sorry. 96, 96. Yeah. Holy crap. What a horrible main event. Yeah. You couldn't even... Could you imagine? Now, this is a time 96. There's no... There's no, like, um, Titantron. And they decided to drop all the lights in the arena and put like these stupid purple lights and all this stuff. Could you imagine being, you couldn't see anything. You could barely see what was going on watching it as a pay-per-view. 
Right. Could you imagine spending money and seeing that? It wasn't even in the center. It was up by the ramp. Right. So if you weren't right there by that ring aisle, you were screwed. You didn't know what was going on. Pretty much. Oh, what a horrible, horrible, glorious pay-per-view. It's glorious now. It was terrible to look at when it first came out. Oh. I'll tell you that shit. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Um, so, yeah, yeah go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you got it. So at this point, the Dungeon of Doom is done. Yeah, pretty much. It's it gets scattered. They they still get members. They get Conan. They get Conan, and Conan. Uh, from what I read in an interview recently, uh, Kevin Sullivan said he didn't belong in Dungeon of Doom, but he was he was, he was a great guy, good guy in the locker room, constant professional. Never had a problem with Conan, and this is when he had the re- agreement with AAA. They were bringing all the guys, the Mexicans over from AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, so Conan, they promised Conan a spot, you know, to wrestle in the States. And uh, gave him a Dungeon of Doom spot. So he said... But you know what? You know what Dungeon of... And this is another thing Dungeon of Doom did that that I just realized today. Without the Dungeon of Doom, you wouldn't have the Conan that everyone remembers. Because before Dungeon of Doom, he was Lucha... I wear Max Moon colors come into the ring. Correct. And it wasn't until he got to the Dungeon of Doom is where he became the gangster Conan. Yeah, Orale. That everybody liked. Oh, and you got Orale Conan yeah. when you came to the Dungeon of Doom. So that's what sparked that. Yep. So that's another thing that the Dungeon of Doom did. Yeah, and then, you know, John Tenta became John Tenta. I'm not a shark. I'm not an avalanche. <laughs> Oh, I'm a man. The best promo ever. He comes out, loses his match. Big Bubba comes out, shaves half his head. Yep. Only half. And his goatee. And his goatee. This man walked around for weeks like that, too. Who's going to tell him different? Yeah. John Tenta with the gem of a promo. Yeah. I'm not a shark. I'm not a fish. I'm a man. So, in this this fleeting, you know, times of of the of the Dungeon of Doom, we've had glorious highs and the worst of lows. Now, uh, uh, Labor Day has come. Scott Hall shows up. Kevin well, Nash. Well, you sk- you skipped over Bash at the Beach, where John Tenta does get his revenge in the Carson City oh. Silver Dollar match. And of course, that that's that what Ben wants. For another- and then Ben Juan Sullivan were, uh, that's when the, oh, that's when, um, you get the famous in the ladies room. Do I still have that clip? I used to play all the time. Remember? Oh, I hope. Hold on a second. Let's bring it up for a second. There's a lady in the men's locker room. Got to, got to get some relief. Hold on a second. Um, I thought I, I give me one second. Just talk amongst yourselves here. Uh, you also get a. From from Kevin Sullivan and they hit him with a bicycle. With a bicycle, he hit him in the groin with a tottered seat. Oh, I I I don't think I have it anymore. But oh. there's lady in the men's locker room. There's the lady in the men's locker room, and then so yeah, that's towards the end of because at the sorry because at the very end of the Dungeon of Doom, it, it which we'll probably do after the clip we have here because there's one more like as they're drowning 
they stick their head up for one last gasp of breath. <laughs> Dungeon of Doom. Um, and then Dungeon of Doom gets really weird and really personal between two people, which that's how it kind of ends and fizzles out with. But before we get there, as we said, they probably got hooked up from their good friend Bane. Yeah. The Dungeon of Doom are actually on the set in Gotham City. Oh, so in Batman and Robin, you remember, I think it's, you know, the gang that's all black lit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't know whatever gang that is, but they're in that alley scene. And this is probably, I think this is the last like Dungeon of Doom promo. Their last gasp of air. We've got NWO running wild. We have the outsiders and you thought this was antiquated when they did it. When you have the NWO and that seriousness of that, and then you do this, it's like, ugh. And I think shortly after this is when Giant becomes the fifth man. All right, let's go to Dungeon of Doom Goes Gotham. Max, it's a very dangerous time for us here in the WCW. And that's why, Max, the Taskmaster has assigned you to be my bodyguard. Where I go, Max, you go. He wants you to follow me like a shadow. Because you see, with a full horseman lurking around and the New World Order, nobody's safe. Jimmy, you have nothing to worry about. Okay, Max. Okay, Max. Taskmaster! What's the password? It's the end of the line. That's where you are wrong. Get wrong. Tell you something, we've been attacked on two fronts, Max. One from within the company and the other from the outside. You see this? This is real personal. This is from within the company, the four horsemen. I want my own revenge and I'll extract it any way I can. You see this? This is the sign of the New World Order. And if everybody listened to me a year and a half ago, WCW and ourselves, the dungeon, wouldn't be having this problem. So what are we going to do, Jimmy Hart, is we're going to assemble Jimmy some Hatt. people to take care of business. Besides, Max, <laughs> you got a man that's walked on both sides of the law, Bubba. Then I'm going to give you Bron, and he'll get his teeth into this situation. And then finally, I'll give you the giant, the myth himself. So let's not roll over, and let's not say it's the end of the line, Jimmy Hart. Let's do what the dungeon does best. Let's go out and hurt some people. You know, the four horsemen have an enforcer. Well, we have a punisher, and he makes them look like a babysitter. I can't wait, Taskmaster. You know, I spent a good portion of my life punishing people in the name of law, order, and justice. Well, Taskmaster, it didn't take me long to realize that my kind of justice was the only kind of justice in this world. And everybody I punished deserved it. And even more than that, I enjoyed it. Four Horsemen, New World Order, that's going to be enjoyable too. We're going to punish them because the buck stops here. (laughs) Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, would you like to see what's behind door number two? Yes, Marty. I'll just take the box. I'm going to take what's behind door number two. Max, the four horsemen, they have a wolverine. His name is Chris Benoit. 
and we got something that's really gonna sink its teeth into the horsemen and maybe even the new world order. Jimmy Hart, it's up to you to control them. O'Brien! O'Brien! Oh, I didn't say it was going to be an easy job to control them. I just said you're going to learn to control them. Oh, no. Taskmaster, I don't know if I can control Braun the Leprechaun. Don't worry about that, because behind door number three is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the giant I give him to you, Jimmy Hart. In a doorway that's way too small. You know, the outsiders say the NWO stands for New World Order. Well, if you ask me, gentlemen, it stands for no way out. Hogan says he's been to the top of the mountain. He's walked through the valley of death. We know that I am the top of the mountain, that we live in the valley of death. As far as the four horsemen go, I took the World Heavyweight Championship belt from their elite, the nature boy. Well, believe me, gentlemen, if it's the outsiders, whether it's the horsemen, Whoever steps in that ring and tries to take what I have and what we have will be destroyed. You know what? I love that they went down swinging. <laughs> uh, hold on a minute. Oh. I think my favorite thing, they've got a Wolverine, but we've got a leopard. <laughs> but we've got Come on, Braun. <laughs> so that was their last gasp effort to be somewhat relevant. You get Braun the Leprechaun versus Chris Benoit, which you can only imagine how that went. Maximum muscle deflated. He went away. Giant became the fourth man. And then all that's left is the man that started it all, is the man that ends it all, Kevin Sullivan. And he gets Jacqueline at this point, at some point around here. And then, do you remember their catchphrase when they were battling with Benoit? No. Oh, I love it. Benoit, you don't have a chance because me and Jacqueline, we are too legit to quit. Oh, gee. But but what's his face did that too? Um, oh. PN News. I mean, but he was saying it seriously. Oh, like, I know. <laughs> and you know what? Through all of this, he took it serious. Like, he was serious when he opened that door and that leprechaun popped out. Like, that was his answer. Yeah. That was going to be the end of Hokomania. When he ran through the forest and he drank the Goblin of Darkness, that was legit. That was how it was going to end. And so... You end the Dungeon of Doom storyline, and it gets real personal between him and Chris Benoit, and we all know about that, yeah. that how that become real. Nancy was with Kevin, and then she was with Chris. She left Kevin and, for Chris, yeah. Yeah, so that got real personal, real hot and heavy, and some of those promos were very uncomfortable. <laughs> And yeah. a lot were on Kevin Sullivan's part. Because yeah, because Benoit, Benoit was can't a talk. Promo. Yeah, can't, Benoit can't talk. So. so, and then I think it ended with him and Benoit in that retirement match. And then 
that was it for Kevin Sullivan. And we all know what happened to Chris Benoit. Right. And, and even if you go back, there are some crazy people that think Kevin Sullivan was part of what Chris Benoit did. Well, and well, we're, we're working, like legit. Well, we're we're as we speak, we're working on a um, conspiracy theory Chris Benoit episode. Oh, my brother Michael's convinced that that um that this is all conspiracy. And have he, you listened to the talk as Jericho with Ben with Nancy's sister? Yes. Okay, that's a that was like so. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I was like that. Really opened. I was like, "Yeesh," you know what I mean. So my bro- my brother is con- my brother's gonna sh- tell us all why it's all conspiracy, and I can't wait to hear his. My brother is Kevin Sullivan involved. Yeah, my, yeah. He oh, is. my brother, my brother, my brother's a casual wrestling fan. My, my brother, anime. You guys all know anime, Mike. Yeah. My brother Mike is a casual fan, but and he's knee deep in Chris Benoit conspiracy theories, and he's convinced he's gonna tell Turnbuckle Throwbacks why. It was a conspiracy that his that he's not that about his death, and I can't wait to hear his sh- his tomfoolery, and monkey fuckery about Chris Benoit and and his and his demise. So that's, yeah, right. So, so through this this right. two year span, what do we get out of this? We you get yeah you get Hogan with his first glimpse at a heel turn, which I think made it more comfortable for him to do what he did. When he went to the NWO, you get the first ever shoot fight, whatever, with Brian Pillman. You get multiple gimmick matches, World War Three. You get Doomsday Cages. What I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I, I know I'm missing one other one. You get the expansion of Conan. Becoming who he is. Right. I mean, there's so much. And when you hear Kevin Sullivan in his, in his shooting interviews, um, you guys can go back. It's all online. Everything is documented. He he was passionate about working with Hogan and, and the chance he had to work with Hogan and the stuff they wrote. Like, because Hogan was one of the first wrestlers I think he was the first wrestler to have creative control of his character. Yeah, oh and yeah. I, and I think that was part of the contract in '94 when he signed. So, how 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 crazy could it have been in these booking meetings when they write this whole they write six months of wrestling, six months of a story, and they break it down? And Hogan was like, "Nah, I'm not too happy with that." And they had to keep rewriting stuff. So that's where the hokiness probably shows up, is when they had to keep rewriting stuff. To make it Hogan, because Hogan doing what he did, doing what he did in World War Three, all that kind of stuff. Right, correct. And even some people say that the Doomsday Cage was only supposed to be, I want to say six on two, but Hogan changed it. Yeah, wanted to pull those other guys. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Oh yeah. And this all led to the fans, you know, like saying, "Hey, man, like we're not. You're not drinking your milk anymore. You're not taking your vitamins." And all these little hoaxers are now teenagers and 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 young adults. Yeah. So we're not when whatever you're selling, we don't want no more. We want something different. We want a new flavor of of, of Hulk Hogan and the the greatness that is. You know, the yeah. New World Order was born, and the the landscape changed drastically after that. 
And it's funny how people, I was never a Hulk Hogan guy growing up. You guys all know that. I rooted for the heels constantly. Um, obviously, you can't take away from the what Hogan did, his contributions to the game, right? And he basically changed the way we watched the product to this day. You know, he Vince McMahon had a had a blueprint that he ran with and stuck with, and it became a global phenomenon to the point where he bought all his competition and to this day sets the standard in production and entertainment Yeah, in pro wrestling. Uh, it's a show about wrestling, not a wrestling show, as our friend Baz always says to us, right? So um, Hulk Hogan transcended the industry yeah. twice, twice over, twice over, and didn't even have to work hard at it. Like he, you you watch his earlier his his stuff in in the eighties was early eighties was fantastic when he actually wrestled, especially in Japan. Once he became a gimmick entertainment wrestler, it did and with his you know the five moves of doom they call it you know, it became a a thing. But for him to turn heel and change and and force the competition to to make new stars on a whim is. Absolutely amazing! It'll never happen again in this industry. Never happen. But it makes you wonder—a little bit of tongue in cheek. But if there was no Dungeon of Doom, would Hogan ever turn to the NWO? Would he be comfortable enough without doing what he did in the Dungeon of Doom and Kevin Sullivan? Because Kevin Sullivan really, behind the scenes, really pushed Hogan in the NWO direction. And, like, Hogan was with him, like, the night before, and he was still hesitant at doing what he did to Bash the Beach. Yeah. So, if there was no Dungeon of Doom, does Hogan ever go to the NWO? And if Hogan goes doesn't go to the NWO, does the NWO work? Great question. I think there's no NWO, but he does go heel. But there's no NWO. How he stays a heel uh, would be a, a mystery. Yeah. The staying power of the NWO is what kept them going. Mm-hmm. So if there's no Dungeon of Doom, there's no NWO. But I Hogan, don't think so. I think Hogan. I, I don't think there is because I don't think Hogan right. is comfortable enough to be heel I think without Hogan, this Dungeon of Doom. And it, I think Hogan still goes heel because the fans figure him out. Really? But it doesn't. But the staying power doesn't go as long as it did yeah. if he was in the NWO. So you 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 that's actually a fantasy warfare. We can actually rebook that. Oh yeah. No NWO. No it NWO. Fails. Yeah, it fails. Oh wow. And imagine But as 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 I look back through this whole Dungeon of Doom, it was the alliance that end Hulkamania, right? We want to ruin Hulkamania. They didn't ruin Hulkamania, but they were successful because after oh, Halloween Havoc Hogan never had the belt again. No, they 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 forced they forded him and screwed with him. Yeah. He was never champion again. And they forced the fans. They didn't force the fans, but they basically turned the fans on him. Yeah, and that was you know I don't know if they and Kevin Sullivan had to know that was happening. You know, it's like dude, they're booing you. Well, that's so. I have a quote from Kevin Sullivan. Okay, And it says that um, 
Sullivan said that the Dungeon of Doom was his, was his idea of making Hogan relax as it gave him cartoon heels to wrestle instead of cooler heels like the Horsemen. Right. He also mentions that Hogan was getting booed a lot at this time and fans were starting to like the cooler heels. Yep. He then states how anyone can book you. You need to have a strong personality to make it work. So, yeah, they saw the writing on the wall and they were just like, because people were cheering for Flair more than they were for Hogan. Yeah, without Kevin. And Flair was supposed to be the heel. Without Kevin Sullivan, you have none of this. No. You have none of this. So it just makes you wonder. I know everyone's like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And you look at any worst heel factions or worst matches. Were these matches bad? Yes. Starcade's horrible. Halloween Havoc. It's great for so many other things besides the wrestling. You know what I mean? It, it takes it from a – it goes so far around the – the, the the scale it becomes a 10 again right but th- it was important it, it was so important the dungeon and doom was so important and so many instrumental things in wcw and that stretched out into other organizations when you talk about pillman i mean that went from wcw that went to ecw and then eventually went back to the fed right. because of what happened out of that yeah. And yeah, so I mean, it gave the giant the comfortability to become who he needed to be. And, you know, as a champion and a, a wrestler for what, 20 years? Yep. 20 plus years, you know? So it's like it, it people laugh at it and they goof on it, but it was so instrumental and so pivotal for that next stage and what WCW was going to do because it went from campy to cartoony to this ultra serious. Oh my God, is this real or not that you had it, it, it gave it that launch pad for when the outsiders came in and what the NWO did, you're like, Holy crap, is this real? Like, Oh my God, they're throwing people in, in trailers outside, you know, like, Police were really showing up to the arenas because because they yeah. got people were taking over. The night, That's the, the, night they the jumped, lead that they yeah, did. The night they yeah, jumped Rey Mysterio. They they the yeah. So I mean, court. people were like, they didn't know if it was real or not. So you don't have that without this. It changed everything. It changed the way we watch it. Merchandising. It changed yeah. the way you, the, the characters are perceived. It was like like you said before. Like you said before, it was um. It was cool to be bad, and that's what. Oh yeah, and it forced Vince to get cool bad guys like The Rock mm-hmm. and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then you know redo The Undertaker seven times, and and bring in guys like Kane and the you know New Age Outlaws and DX and you know the Godfather Steve Blackman, Steve Blackman I mean, Kurt <laughs> Angle, but you 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 just get a sense of of the times, and it was like. And I remember Choppy and I having this conversation a bunch of years ago. I was like, can you just imagine, you know, the industry will never do this again. Never. No. Only because of the way the industry now is structured, mm-hmm. where pe- now feds are either cookie-cutting their own characters or they're, they're just they're cherry-picking from the indies the same way Vince did back in the day with the territories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what do you, you know... How do you 
you're not, and I, and you know, you know me. I, I say this all the time since since we've been friends. You can't, you, you're not reinventing the wheel. No. Like you're not, you're not changing anything. You just, you're just adding a spice to it, to it, to the food. Yep. You know, too many sometimes too many chefs though mess up a kitchen. Oh yeah. Um, and that's where. And and, and you see that two years from now. Oh yeah. <laughs> WCW. Correct. When you when, get when you make twenty asylum, Chef Correct. Bischoff, and Correct. you get the freaking cafeteria cook, Russo, and hundred <laughs> percent, and and it yeah, it, see guys, and it, and it's, it's exactly how it was, when you let the inmates run the asylum. Oh yeah. No one know you know if you're gonna do it, and now it there's no more kayfabe. So with social media and the way videos are perceived, the way everything's produced, like I said before. So how you bring a character to to light. And how you develop that character is totally different from the way Kevin Sullivan was doing it 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because, again, when the shark was the shark, he was the shark when he went to Red Lobster. He was the shark when he went to the bathroom. He was the shark when he was in, you know, Johnny Rockets or the mall, you know. Until he found out he's not a fish. He's a man. You know. <laughs> Sting... You know, Sting was Sting when he was at Pep Boys, you know, getting his fucking yeah. shocks on, you know. So it's just that kind of party. I don't know, you know, I think people have their, their, their different views on it, but this is where this is where a lot of things started. Oh, yeah. In sports entertainment, you know. it's And, and, and watching wrestling now, you get just like, ugh. You know, you get, you, you do, you get worn out. You're just like, ugh. Going back and watching all these, and I watched all the Nitros around these. And there was some stuff that was like, Ugh, but most of it was like, oh man, this is really fun, right? <laughs> like it was yeah. just, it was fun. It was fun watching all of these. It wasn't like it wasn't a chore. It was not like I had to grind out Raw. You know, Nitro was an hour. It's like you had two matches, and then boom, it was main event and a promo. You're like, whoa, wow, that was, oh man, that was a nice little. That was easy. You know, wanting more for next week. And uh, it was just, I, I I look back at this time in this era, it's just so fondly where everybody else just craps on it. And I'm just like, if you haven't went back and watched this stuff, yeah, it's hokey. Yeah, it's cartoony, but it's fun. And everything works. It's not, I mean, it may not work when they, you know, it, you know, monster trucks and all that stuff. But there was setup to it. There was a purpose for it. Right. That you know, it wasn't just they, they tried to put a reason to everything that was crappy. Yeah. And everyone was involved. Right. It yeah. wasn't just like two people. It was Hogan. It was the Dungeon of Doom. It was the Horsemen. You have the American Males. Right. I mean, it was just like, yeah. It wasn't just this little storyline and that little storyline and this one. I mean, Savage and Hogan. I mean, Savage and Luger and their battles and that was all intertwined. I mean, everything. It, instead of it going from the outside trying to connect to the middle, it went from the middle out, and everything had a connection to everything. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it was genuine because all these yeah. guys, all these guys are veterans. Like, there's no young guys yeah. really that were like you know up and nobody coming. was out to prove something or get right. on a highlight reel. Are... I mean, they just went out there and they did their job, and regardless how right. good or bad it was, they did it wholeheartedly. These guys were all veterans. They've all done it. They've all been in the spotlight before. So it was like, you know, these guys are just trying to, you know, still make a paycheck and try to entertain everybody. There's there's not, 
you know, again, you're not reinventing the wheel. It was just, it was fun. It was hokey. It was awful, but it was amazing at the same time. And absolutely, and that's why we put we we put our stank on it because we had to <laughs> let everybody know that you know if it wasn't for this, you wouldn't have a lot of the shit that you're watching now. So yeah. So um, I'm glad we got to do this. I think we hit it from from beginning to end, though. I don't think we missed a thing. No, nah, we just I mean we skipped over Bash of the Beach with, with Vader and the whole Baywatch thing. Um, oh, for, you but, know that's its own entity, right? That could be that could be another but that could be another podcast though. That could be that could be its that, own just the Baywatch stuff could be its own podcast. Yeah, that that's that's going to be actually. Um that probably be next summer. Because so. Vader, I mean, it was so in and out. I mean, he wasn't with the Dungeon of Doom long. No, because Leon didn't stay very long. No, he was there and then he was like, All right, I'm back out. He went where the money went, you know? Oh yeah. 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 He was looking well, he was looking he was promised the title. Yeah. He was a two-time, and, two-time champion, I think, two or three-time champion. Yeah, but never a WWE champion. No, no, that's... and that's what they told him. Hey, we'll let you, we'll let you and Sean go back and forth, and Sean got cold feet and played his own card, and pff, that went to the wayside, basically. basically, big time. I mean, what, what did he get out of that? A, a team up with the Patriot? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, against Bret Hart and Steve Blackman. It's funny. Oh, so well, we'll by listen. the moons of Alakar and the many moons of Mars. Yeah, I think north we of, have north of the broken icebergs and summoned spirits and drank goblets of darkness in this what almost two hours. Almost three hours, actually. Two hours and oh, 40 minutes. Oh, my gosh. What a marathon. I told you I told you it was going to go almost three hours. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a lot. I'm spent, but um, me I too. thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank and, you, bro. And uh, we'll get you back on soon because I. every time we have a conversation on the phone, something always comes up, so we'll probably come up with something <sighs> something else. To win. That one we talked about today. Yeah, that, that's got to happen, too. Blood is running cold yeah. soon. We, we, yeah, we got to do a glacier throwback retrospective. We should try even try to get him on the show. That'd be amazing. Oh, um, that oh, dude. You know, Jim teach don't don't, Jim, don't yeah. tease me with a good time. I'm not teasing you, brother. I, I I'll make the effort. Ah, uh, hopefully he does AM radio like unlike the honky tonk man. So with that being said, uh, Matt, thank you so much for hanging with us. Thank we you, sir. We appreciate you all the time, and um. Quickly, I don't know when the next episode will be. You might get a couple of filatorials. You'll probably get around something around Thanksgiving time because I love the Survivor Series and it's, they're bringing back the War Games. And I definitely want to do something for uh, Christmas and obviously uh, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom for New Year's and all that stuff. So Nice. Uh, yeah, and I have a bunch of footage that I started un- unveiling. I'm breaking out boxes of DVDs and stuff, and working on some projects that uh that I could probably do a solo. But if not, I'll share with somebody else or whatever. We'll do it like that. But and either way, thank you for hanging out with us, Matt. Always a pleasure. Um, Anytime, my good friend. Yeah, well, this will be up in a I don't know, be up for Halloween. So trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me some, <laughs> give me some sleep. Cause I'm exhausted. So all right, yes. My, all right, my dude, be safe. 
Be good. Love you. All right, man. And um, take care. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel very soon. Keep it locked to the rant. Shining Wizards Network and whatever Jimmy Frog is doing. It is etched in stone. That's right. Say goodnight, Gracie. Night, Gracie.